You're listening to episode 67, featuring the world-famous Beat Nuts. And now, our exclusive interview with Al Tariq, a.k.a. Cool Fashion and Psycho Less of the Beat Nuts, here on Take It Personal. Yo, just relax. Take it easy. No matter what going on, I'm still getting my... Still. Take it post. <laughs> what you waiting for? Got, got a style on Matt, Matt, don't like. Oh my God, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. Yo, 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 yeah, this is DJ Premier, Take It Personal Radio. Y'all always doing the damn thing, and y'all need to listen up. All right, yo, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you motherfuckers are tuned in, because right now, if you don't know what the fuck is about to go on, bitch! This is Take It Personal with my boy Full of Flavor, Kev Law, A.A. Ron, Roger the announcer, and DJ 360 with his thinking ass. But the real hip-hop, the revolution is here. No doubt, no doubt. Y'all care anymore about this hip-hop, man? Yo, this is KRS-One. Check it out, this is Marco Polo. Yo, check this out. It's the soul brother number one, Pete Rock. Yup, y'all know the name. Right now, you're tuned in to Take It Personal. Basically, they know what the fuck they're doing, and you don't. So pay attention. You might learn something. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited for our next guest. He is one of my favorites from the crew. I should say he's actually my favorite, although that's not fair to the other guys. But he is cool fast. He is Al Tariq. He is our next guest on Take a Personal Radio. Real quick, Al, you know this is what the deal is. We're talking about street level. By the way, what's the proper way to fucking call this out? Is it street level or is it the self-titled? Let me, let me tell you what happened. We um, took a bunch of photos and the consensus on the photos was that one. Like everybody, you know, we all was like, oh, that's, a, that's hard. That looks crazy. So we used it. You know what I'm saying? And it was somebody at the label first that was saying street level. And it was like, yo, damn, street level. Like that's like kind of the feeling of everything, man. And, and then it was like more people saying it. And then when we first put it out, it was a self, it was like self-titled. Mm. That's what the promotions was like, yo, the Beat Nuts album, the Beat Nuts, like this is us. But so many people kept saying street level, street level, street level, that it just became what street level. You know what I'm saying? And we all accepted that and loved it. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was all good, but um, it, it was just crazy the way everything fit. You know what I mean? The way that picture was taken, what it captured, the feeling to us, you know what I mean? And then everybody started saying it. So it was probably like we sent that out there, Morphic Feel, like we love this title. So it like subliminally came to you guys through the through the art for the uh, album cover, huh? Yeah, but we never said it, though. It was other people that were saying yeah, it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? It was other people that kept saying street level, street level, and it was like, yo, I always call it street level. You know what I'm saying? I never say the beat nuts, you know joint man i think most people these days call it street level it's just yeah yeah ironically this album came out 26 years ago june june of uh 94 
Wow. 26 years, I mean, we're still talking about this album. I mean, that's pretty powerful to have a piece of art that people still revere and, and hold in high regard. And it came out in one of the greatest years ever in hip-hop. Hip-hop, crazy. Yeah, I love that, bro. I don't even know if it dawned on me. Like, during the time I knew who was coming out, you know, we knew everything. You know what I'm saying? But as the years went on, I never thought about, like, how crazy that year was until I started seeing posts of people saying, yo, is this the, you know, the, the greatest year in hip-hop releases and all this type of shit. And then I would see our album on that shit, and I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. It makes you feel some type of way, bro. And it's a good way. You know what I mean? And, um... Yeah, it's crazy. That was a crazy year. So much shit, man. It was nuts. We actually had a had an episode uh, a couple of years ago where we each went around and picked our favorite years in hip hop. And I, I actually chose 1994. And your album, Street Level, is one of the main reasons for that, you know, along with Illmatic and mm. Ready to Die and OC uh, and just... Organized Confusion. Yeah, just, bro. You know, your album is no skips, bro. And that was a big deal back then when you don't have to skip a, a track. And, and even your interludes, man, that shit was just dope. And we're going to get into more, <laughs> you know, deeper on all that in yep. a minute. But We definitely yeah. want to do a breakdown. So, so it's funny that I'm seeing you now. I mean, a lot of people have the vision of you in that Nirvana shirt. You got three and a half mics in the source. This dude was mean mugging in a Nirvana shirt, and we're like, what the fuck? This, this is, is going to be a good album. And despite that source rating, the album was fucking phenomenal. Yo, you know what they did, right? You know they came back and... Um, gave you like, like another the, half a mic or something, right? Yeah, like gave it four mics, like, yo, it was a misprint. I'm like, yeah. bro, you already did that shit. Yo, Al, what was the first Beat Nuts uh, album that had the actual Beat Nuts logo on it? Intoxicated, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, because that uh, flip from the uh, Hank Mobley album, uh, The Turnaround, I just love the way that thing went down. I was just curious, do you know who actually was responsible for uh, finding that particular record off Blue Note and saying, hey, man, this is going to become our new logo? Well, unfortunately, at the time that that stuff was going on, I was incarcerated. Yeah. So um, I wasn't there for a lot of the process and the processes of um, of, of intoxicated demons. I, you know, we were doing my solo project before I left. I had to go away for almost a year. I went to shock. So instead of doing the three years in prison, I went to the military boot camp, which was like nuts back in those days. No pun um, intended. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I came home, I saw everything. And I, I would think, I don't know, I'm, this is just an educated guest knowing the two dudes. I would think less initiated that because that whole name and everything, that's just so less. You know what I'm saying? I would think that he's the one that was like, yo, let's use this and let, let's make a demon's tail out of it. It's a demon's tail. That's just less as a bugged out dude when it comes to like... <laughs> making beats and making different shit and, you know, thinking outside the box with shit. So I'm glad you kind of gave a little background. So before we get into this album, you guys dropped an EP. Uh, you went away for a little bit, which explains why you're only on a few songs of the EP. Mm -hmm. There was a bunch of other shit that we never used. Like I said, that was going to be, you know, my solo project. Correct. So initially, you were really the lyrical talent of the group. And I guess they were the production crew and they were really all about putting you out before the group itself well before anything really popped off of course juju knew like the native tongue dudes you know from beat digging with tip and yep. fucking around with jungle you know jungle brothers and all that stuff they were producing the chi ali album 
And I came on to write for Chiali and do a lot of the songs and perform up there. So, you know, I would take that, you know, the, the lyrical talent of the group, you know what I'm saying? So yep. when we did this song, Let the Horns Blow with Chiali, and it was like myself, Fife, Paz, or Dove from De La, um, Dress from Black Sheep and Chi, the label, like, Relativity was like, oh shit, you know, we know everybody else. Who's this dude right here? Oh, this is the guy that's been writing for Chi, and he's like the rapper with the beat. Snort up a Kio, better sex in Rio. Fashion you unless I make a third of the trio. Fill it P, fill it five, fill it four, fill it fun. I smell props, hit them hard, and then I come. Love to eat a skin, but first I inspect it. Not a criminal minota, got a record, go and check it. Or you can get Ada, pass me a plate up. A little seafood, I find a phone and ring a data. So never start a track without be nuts on the list. Brothers buck shots, point blank, and still miss. Millie miss, millie miss, why would I ever diss? Before that, we were doing my demo. You know what I'm saying? So we were already kind of like, you know, not a group, you know, really, but working with each other in that, you know, like that. So the label was like, let's do his shit. You know what I'm saying? We're going to cash in this whole native tongues and this whole thing that's going on. So we started doing my, um, you know, a solo joint with you and less on stuff. You know what I'm saying? But mostly me. Mostly you. I had to go away. And uh, when I came home, they had put those other songs together. It was meant to happen like that, man. Because if I was there, they wouldn't have made fuck drink beer, smoke some shit. They wouldn't have made pop the trunk. Maybe we probably would have got on it. But it being my solo project, I would have probably been the lead on what ideas and what hook and what to do. And I wasn't thinking like that. So that was like meant to happen. That was just meant to happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then we went from there to the, to the album, you know, that was successful. And I got a great reception when I came home, you know what I'm saying? From, from prison and all that shit. And, you know, shit just flowed. We worked together good doing the album. Of course we had shit that seemed so crazy when I was a kid, like the interaction between us, you know, me and you being alpha males and you know what I'm saying? But having our different approaches to shit, you know what I mean? It led to me being on correct records and, you know, doing a solo project. How many songs did you record for the album? You ended up with 17. Most, most groups end up recording a, a gang more songs. And then you, you weed through and select the ones that you want to put on an album. How many did you guys record? For, for street level? Yeah. Yo, it's not that many more songs that we recorded, man. It took us a, like, not took us. I hate to say that because it seems like it was a labor. It was more, it was a labor of love. And we just, yo, we used to go to the studio every day of soundtrack getting fucked up. <laughs> yo, we used to order cases of beer every day. Oh and I, I remember every day I ate fucking uh, steak and broccoli, bro. It was nuts, man. It was nuts. It was nuts. It was like other people doing their shit in the studio, heavy D in one room right here. Ill and Out Scratch. I remember Ill and Out Scratch heard their record on the, for, for the first time ever on the radio. I love Ill and Out Scratch. Yeah, yeah. They, we were all in the lounge at Soundtrack, and the shit came on the radio, and it was like, yo, 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 can we turn this up? Can we turn this up? They turned it up, and it was their shit, and we was all bumping to it like, oh, y'all y'all gonna blow right now. Y'all about to blow. That song is hard, B. But um, it, it was just nuts, man. And I, and I think that we would work on a song for like days, for days. So we didn't do like, you know, 30 songs or some shit and pick the best bet 17. We like fell in love with a beat or was in love with it off rip and just started recording. And we would just take a process for every song, adding little stuff, taking stuff away, doing a different version of it. Props Over Here was actually the last song we did, bro. Huh. 
And what did you guys just have like a gang of records in the studio and just thumbing through and whatever kind of fit you put in? Join last sitting in the studio playing loops. Yo, what is that? Or they, or they might come to the joint with something that's not all the way done. You know what I'm saying? But like something they worked on at home and shit. Well, that can always get a little bit muddy when you're trying to, you know, get production credit. Yeah, of course. Let's get into the album because I really want to get your take on, on a lot of these tracks. And I know there's a story. So with that said, we'll skip the intro, although the intro is pretty, pretty comical. Hold on, what's the intro again? The intro I is haven't the intro. heard it in. Oh, I haven't heard it in the house. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stop, 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 stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, the intro sounds a little like the Malcolm McLaren Duck Rock intro, where it's just like world famous and all the speakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know it. I know it. Watch yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out. Yeah, crazy, crazy, bro. Technically, yeah. the the first song is "You Don't Stop," right? Oh, you don't stop, you keep on. Lucy and Lord, I believe Lucy and did that, man. All these tracks were like sequenced perfection. It's one of those things, like I believe, is a lost art on on records these days. Is that you have to sequence the mood properly, and this album is, like I said, sequenced to absolute perfection so let's start with you don't stop tell us about what it was like making that song the energy in the room how long did it take you to make that song just take the listeners with you uh you know in that session hey, it's the joke, yo, nigga, kid, you know what i'm about what huffing on a fat one guzzling a guinness stout the bitches on a regular my game is lethal that's my word i'm telling you Living foul like a motherfucker That's the way it's been ever since I was a shorty sucker So don't even try to flex I put a round in your chest And leave you in a fucking mess Niggas know my style, they be playing If I have to catch a body, I will Know what I'm saying? Crazy Just a whole time with it Because we were dealing with Lucian you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and y'all know Lucien, 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 yeah, Lucien. You should know. Yeah, Papa Lou. That's what we call him, Papa Lou. So just, you know, Lucien is a character, man. He He's a deep dude. He's a good dude. He's a, he's a, uh, at times he could be an aggressive dude and an and animated dude, a lot like myself, another uh, uh, alpha male. So it was like nuts working with him because he has his own ideas about how the shit should go. And then, you know, that even adds more fuel to the fire of you, Drew Less and I trying to figure out what direction we're going to go with the song, what feels the best. So it was just nuts working with him on that. But we knew, I think each one of us, man, every, like, soon as we heard that loop, that it was a go. I'm going to tell you, it was over crazy because we were overthinking that shit so much when I look back, man, because... You know, it was so much. It was it, it really, and nobody, none of us spoke about it, but it was pressure. You know, Drez and them had come out and blown up. You know, Tribe and everybody was big. And it was like, yo, you know, we got to top the EP. We got to blow. And the label fucked us up, man. And when we get to it and we talk about props over here, I'm going to tell y'all how, how that became the first single oh. and all of that shit. And it's like, we didn't want that as the first single. What you what you want as first single? It could have been hit me with that hardcore. It could have been that. It could have been um get funky. Well, let me just say this: as far as props over here, which is the next song in order, that was the first song for me that carved out a style for the Beat Nuts. It had like a strong jazz groove with the bass lick brought out. Yeah, so yeah. it was smooth, but like super rugged beats, man. 
So as far as I'm concerned, that's quintessential beat nuts right there. So maybe we owe that to you for bringing like, you know, the elevated lyricism to the beat nuts for the first time. Listen, let me tell you something, man. It has taken years and, and, and you know, the launch and the advent of all this social media stuff for me to hear that from people, because I'm telling you, we used to really be down on that song. I can remember Les and I being on tour and being like, oh my God, here we go. Because it, it doesn't feel like anything else on the album, bro. We had another version of that song that we had done at, you know, before that. And the label came and they were like, yo, we need some radio stuff. And, and I'm like, bro, we got radio stuff. We got shit. Like, we our own shit. We gonna kill it. Like, and they were so hell-bent once they heard the beat to props, it was like, yo, that's why I'm telling you, I never liked that hook. I never liked nothing. It, to me, it was so contrived. It was so like, all right, what can we get on the radio? What can be a back and forth with the crowd? Yeah, you get props and whatever. Hey, you ain't really you and you ain't really down. Plus, I'm tired of seeing your fucking phone face around. Cause when I sit back and think back of how you plan me, it make me react and be at my fucking jammy. Now I don't cop, though my mind's in the sewer. I just kick back with six packs and then I do her. But she gets stuck on, clawing like a cat cause the clothes got sucked on. She don't know how to act. Back in the days, I got 237. Used to run with Kevin, bagging hoes was like heaven. 11 years later, I try to hide and hope they pass me by like I'm the far side. As time has gone on and I've heard from fans and other people and other artists and shit like yo man props was one of them i'll be like word like are you just saying that shit <laughs> because we released it as the first single but it's like genuine shit and i'm like wow that's crazy so imagine if we had a given that song the right energy it would have been even crazier for us man like the whole you know the way the whole album went with the label and all that shit, you know, I was never, like, happy about it. It's not like some of your cheesy anthems out there. I'm not going to name any names, right? But this one <laughs> fucking... Well, it has call and response. Oh. Yeah, yeah, call and response. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah, course, yeah, of yeah. course. Listen, I appreciate the song a thousand percent, especially when I know what other people feel about it. You know what I'm saying? And it happens like that as an artist. Like, everything that you do, you know, a lot of times some shit that you may think be crazy some you know it won't hit like that but right. then it'll be something else that they like yo i fucking love that joint we'll keep it moving but i will say because you said that was like one of the last songs you guys recorded was props over here it right? might have been the last song the last song and it was really like the perfect single so it's kind of crazy how after 17 18 19 tracks that you did the last song you recorded was the lead single for the album it's a summer album, so like it was the a quintessential summer single. With that said, let's get yes. next track, Hellraiser. One of my favorites. My favorite. My favorite. You lead off. Who said track. that? My favorite. Me. That shit was hard. Hey, that song is hard. off the track and then of course you could help us out a little bit and tell us about what was juju really trying to say with what he said you know but let's get into this track because like i said this is one of my absolute <laughs> favorites so i'll let you have the floor but what what part are you talking about that juju said i mean you were there right so you know what was said and maybe why it was said 
I always took it as that the story about you guys not having money and you had to take the train, right? And Fife had had made mention, right? And then it kind of- Oh, 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 nah, 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 nah. How you know about that? Where is that at? I think I'm the only one that talked about that. It's in my head. This That's dude my job. knows everything, bro. He's like a hip hop and nah, but I I, I, I gave an interview and talked about that. You and Les never talked about because me and Les was the only ones there when Fife with that whole thing at the train. He was like, "What y'all doing?" We was like, "Yo, we about to go hop the train." He was like, "Word," and he he said that in this riding on the train with no dope socks and all that shit. It was mad little subliminals going on back then, bro. Huh. Like exactly. I could tell you one of one of Tip and them's biggest songs, and Tip is like talking about me, and I think Buster says shit. About about me too well huh. i remember didn't you i don't know if it was indirectly but juju kind of made a whole thing about nikki right being a joint that q-tip wasn't fond of but he how really how the fuck do you know this you had to read <laughs> that interview i did with those dudes bro <laughs> word nah Ju. i remember Ju coming to me i remember where we was at we was in a club and the whole shit bro like right off of Broadway, man, and, and, and Bowery. No, not even Bowery. Broadway and like 8th Ave and shit. One of these little like boutique, like, you know, just not a regular club. Like you got to know when we got in there and I remember seeing him and he was like, yo, what's up? Ah. Yo, yeah, nah, yo, I played Nicky for tip, yo. You know, a nigga dissed you, yo. He said, this is good, but the, the rapper's whack or whatever. And I was like, word? I was like, oh, nah. This nigga can't be talking like, bro, I'm I'm trying to form myself and sound like I'm different because I didn't rhyme like that. All the way you hear me rhyming on all of this shit is some other shit I started doing because I was trying to fit in. I was like, damn, this whole I was on some street shit, bro. That's why Juju even wanted to fuck with me. I said one rhyme that I used to always be my showstopper, right? Anywhere I went, I could rhyme, 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 rhyme. And this will always be like that one story rhyme that I hit that everybody, and I just kicked that to him the first time he heard me rhyme. He was like, yo, sign this man up. Then he was like, yo, anybody I get you on? Like, yo, kill him, destroy him, eat him. I was like, yeah, so I was on that shit. So when he told me Tip said that shit, my whole shit was, oh, I'm dissing you. I'm dissing you. I'm going to be on some some DL, some low shit, but I'm going to diss you because I don't want to say it out in the open and cause no beef amongst everybody and all that shit. So I'm going to just sub you crazy. You know what I'm saying? So smooth on the horns. I was the real butter baby. You don't even know what that is. <laughs> of course, that's Chiali. That's where it all started from. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Like mad shit, man. Mad so, shit. But I, I don't know if Drew on Hellraiser was talking about well, he anybody said, over there. Well, what, what line are you talking about? It's pretty aggressive. He, well, he says you can keep it subliminal because I don't play. Oh, no, yeah. Some say my stop. Yeah, and we we could get down, which is obviously. Yeah, you better keep it subliminal because I don't play. Some say my style's type criminal, and we could get down, yo, for real. Yeah, so whatever, kid, do what you feel, sucker. Ah, nah. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Jewel tell you. Well, something you might know about uh, Hellraiser is uh, when you guys talk about getting dissed by an A&R. I'm just curious, what label was that and which A&R are you guys talking about? Les said that. Was that. Les. Yeah. Yeah, Les said that. Um, well, he was talking, saying the shit is whack. You got beats, but stop. Your shit is whack. Exactly. Nah, but yo, bro. <laughs> yo, are y'all all men of your word, man? Of course, man. But it was a lot of pressure on us to be crazy with this album. The label was putting mad money into us. We was taking mad time to record that album. Like, we, like, doubled our fucking budget. 
And everybody was just counting on that it was going to be gold or platinum or something crazy off rip. You know, it wound up selling over 500,000 copies, you know, years later. But at the time, you know, it was a bunch of bullshit going on. It, it was just not good, man. Well, you guys were still young. I mean, what, you're 25, 26, give or take? I came home 93. We started, yeah, I was 24. Drew might have been, Drew was the oldest out of the three of us. So he might have been 25. Me and Les was like 23, 24 doing the album. And we were kids. That's what I'm saying. It was, it was fun. It was girls. It was, it was weed. It was drinking. It was, it was good it was lots and lots of laughing you know what i'm saying when it was ugly it was ugly you know mm -hmm. what i mean it was ugly and it never got to no thing and no physical shit me and lucian had a little altercation you know what i'm saying but i wouldn't even pursue it you know what i mean especially not at that time so the next song is the phenomenal are you ready featuring grand Puba. i want to know one how how that that collab became a, a collab like how did you guys get at grand Puba? was he next door in the studio nah, every you know at that time it was so especially in new york you know everybody knew everybody everybody was and then when you're talking about those type of people like the type of music we were doing i don't know it, it was all like in the family like brand nubians could fit right in there and be like the militant pro-black version of native tongue the vo you know that voice and we all was just around each other all the time man you know what i'm saying around each other all the time. And I think Jules saw Pooh, Pooh Bomb was like, yo, you know, I got this joint, come and see if you want to fuck with it. And it, it really, that song was like a resurgence for Pooh Bomb. Cause I remember when he finished spitting, we all was in the fucking, in the, in the, in the room, like, oh shit. Jules was like, yo, that's the hottest shit I heard Pooh kick and like, I don't even know since the first joint. You know what I'm saying? Okay, here goes the blow, the back, the mid grand town to represent Pooh so strong, fills the room like <laughs> Don't like choke, gotta get paid, so it's time to go for broke. Beat nuts, hit the rhythm, and I join right with them. Niggas can't see this flow, so it's time to down sit them. I kick the flow for the niggas with the ball head, dreads, and froze, honey, but no hoes. Oops, I didn't mean to call you old bitch, but when you try to clock the pocket, that's that bullshit. So let's get down with one of New York's finest. Seats to the brain, like Primatina clear the sinus. Grand Poober, Stud Doogie with the mad style. Beat nuts coming with the rough. Hey! It was a crazy. lot of us feel like that beat was almost made for him. I, yeah, he killed I, I that. I thought so. I mean, I, when I hear that song compared to the others, I'm like, I think they tailored that to Pooba. Well, here's the thing about that particular song and the beat nuts in general is they have a certain way of finding the perfect sample. Now, Honky Tonk, uh, which was sampled off of uh, Bill uh, Doggett, uh, is short and sweet, but... Homework. Well, it goes the distance of the entire song. And it just has that movement, and it keeps the track hyped the entire way through. I love this one. It was like the perfect parallel. It kept me going the whole way. Because the Beat Nuts have this like perfect way of taking either a four-bar or an eight-bar loop. And if it can actually stay in the song for the entire way through without getting dropped out you know it's another Beat Nuts perfect sample. And I'm pretty sure you guys do it three, maybe four times on this record. Craig, I love this joint, bro. Yeah, this one's special. I feel I like you got Pooba at the right time, too, because he was he was on fire at that time. Well, 92, he dropped Real to Real. And that and was then, a great uh, album. Yeah. And, and then, and like you said, this was the hardest we heard Pooba in a minute. So, hey, no matter, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, when fucking Les goes, if you don't fucking sing along to that shit, then you're not a hip hop head. 
all day. He led me in so good, too. I felt, yo, see, that's what I'm talking about. When shit was fun, it was fucking fun. Like, doing, like, when we would do songs like that, like, going off of the back of each other, like, and I don't even know what, what I'm going to do. Until Les does his doom, 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 and I'm like, oh, I just feel it. There's only one other group that can do that. That's the licks when they say, I love sports. I mean, that's similar. That's a good call. That's a great call. You guys always got compared to the licks and vice versa. You were like the East Coast, the licks. And I think it's because a year before you guys dropped, you know, Street Level, they came out for 21 and over, which is a very similar album in tales of like, Fun drinking girls and whatnot. So no skips, no skips. Yeah, no, no. Another no skips. No doubt. Those are my dudes. Those are my dudes, man. Did you ever have to like kind of curb your writing on this album just to kind of like keep? I don't want to say like outshine the others because I mean, you know, I'm being fairly blunt when I think majority of people look at you as the wordsmith of the group. But did you ever have to curb that? So. You didn't shine too much. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, man. What I like, what I mentioned before, with like trying to fit in, let the horns blow, and trying to like sound different. You know what I mean? And not just that street. You know, like the way I used to rhyme. It, it, it was totally different, man. One day, I, I'm like, I think on this album, I'm gonna put that verse on there, just the verse that I'm talking about, just as like a reminder to like people that used to hear me rhyme and all of that type of shit. I was rhyming totally different. So it, it led right into this album. I really was trying to find myself on this album. This album is when I found, you know, when I realized I'm only gonna um, rhyme on stuff that I love, that I feel in my chest, that as soon as I hear the beat, I can hear a cadence, I can hear a hook and all that type of shit. I didn't adhere to that fucking you know, hold on to that, you know, until all the way into like later on, years later. But that, that, um, it's magic, man. Yeah. And that, that was just one of those joints. And, uh, man, it's crazy, bro. Holy shit. Like, I, we went through that shit. We did that shit. You know, people still like that shit. My kids bug out because my kids were young. And then I have even younger, younger kids. So it's like when they see shit on Instagram and, you know, on YouTube and they go, they're like, you know, it bugs them out. And then sometimes I feel like that, like, damn, yo, that was crazy. Was that me doing all of that shit? So how was it the first time when you're listening in the back of a car with a kid and all you hear is, who is this motherfucker? It's the way, yeah, nigga, wait, this is where the fucking holes like I'm supposed to be in the flick. Oh, I got your helmet. Let's kill that, man. We killed that. Oh, I love that joint. Yeah. <laughs> the next joint is uh super bad, another favorite of mine. Yeah, that's funny. It's my least favorite on the album, man. Oh, oh really? Oh, get out of here. Yo, listen, can song. I I like can I tell you, nah, listen, listen, let me tell you something. That's one of those joints, man, that I I I I I was a fan of the beat big time. But I had to make myself right to that shit, man. And that's why I'd asked you uh, a few minutes ago if you had a uh, adjust the way you because because I, I was already say, in that mode listen that's yeah. the question listen i was already in that mode you know what i'm saying and and doing the first solo stuff and the shit with she i was already in that mode and then i was trying to come out of that mode on the album and be ill but i can only that's why sometimes to me like i'm like on some other shit and then sometimes it's like regular super bad i was like regular on super bad my name is fast you want to cut it short take the cool ass blaster to the back and make it cool ass I dive in sluts on the red, got one for your head, 
That's exactly why I'd ask you that question because I don't want to say it's like it was dumbed down, but it wasn't like the fashion. It was regular. We, it was regular. It was yeah, regular. It was, it was simple. Regular. It was simple yeah. to kind of like stay in that in that, as Dre would say, that lane, so to speak. Who said that? Three Sixty Universal yeah. said that that was one of his least, right? Yeah. Super bad would fall into. And it's not many songs in there, but that would fall into my lower, like, as far as what I'm like, yo, I want to play. Like, I, I don't have to skip through it because the beat is just so crazy and you can, like, yeah. deal with it for those three minutes or whatever. But that wouldn't be one of the joints that I would pick to play or to make, like, yo, I'm going to take joints off of this album and add to my playlist. Superbad wouldn't be one of them. No, it didn't have the memorable moments and it didn't have that perfect sample, like we were saying. It didn't even have the right hook or the key phrases in it. That's, yeah, nah. No, nah, it floated for me, man. I mean, I wouldn't have skipped it, but it just didn't do it, like the rest of them. My favorite I agree 100%. The I concur. Who did the cuts? <laughs> And Mr. Sinister. Oh, yeah, Sinister. Joey did that. Joey that did that. That's the best part of the song to me. Yeah, Joey did that. Cuts. See, that song actually reminds me. So I had this buddy I played baseball with back in the day. I was in high school when this album dropped, and his name was Chip Dunn. And Chip always had the fucking illest system in his car, right? He was just that kid that had the shit that banged the hardest. And Superbad would fucking, like, just destroy the car, bro. And, and, yeah, that and, and, and obviously fried chicken, which we'll get to. But dude, super bad, fucking hit, bro. Fond memories of it. Yeah, Trump, you're truffle, so truffle shuffle times. all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Now the next song is interesting. Straight jacket. Now, this wasn't one of my favorites on the album, but there was something in one of the samples that bugged me out. In the actual intro of the song, there was like a sound effect that reminded me of um, like this uh, scene in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, that Mike TV scene when he got zapped into like a million pieces and he was floating above everybody. Uh. Why is he taking so long? A million pieces take a long time to put together. Oh, where are they? There's definitely something coming through. Is it Mike? Well, it's hard to tell, but I... Oh! Oh, little Grover's getting smaller by the minute. Yo, it always bugged me out, man, because it just reminded me of these, of these old crazy movies and shit, you know? Oh, nah, listen. That song's nah, hard as fuck. This nah, was a straight jacket. Straight Straight jacket. Straight jacket. And I, well, yo, that's why I had to hear it. I love this that's shit. That's like my number two. The hat. All of this shit, and I love this joint. Check it out. 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 also sample meth and uh you know you guys were like probably one of the first crews to sample wu-tang let me tell y'all a crazy story we almost got killed for sampling odb no wow. literally, literally like for real for real i tell people the story we were at some joint it was it was like a pilot being made for like some hip-hop show that was going to come on tv so they were filming mad acts over two days you know what i'm saying and it would go they would they were going to play the whole show out over like 13 episodes or some shit like that, but they were gonna film everybody doing their performance in over two days. 
and was at this theater, a live crowd and the whole shit. And it was like, bro, when I tell you Wu-Tang, Us, um, um, Fat Joe, I mean, just whoever was out around that time, they was coming there in those days to do the show. And fucking, yo, we were outside. We walked up. It's like me, Jew, our dude that was always with us, Rick Man, Les, and our manager, Peter King. He's like the A&R to, to Relativity, Sony at the time and shit. And fucking, yo, we get out there. It's this crazy throng. It's like the crowd is nuts just to get in there. So Pete's like, yo, hold on. Let me make some moves and get it so we'll find out where we got to go to get in here. Yo, he comes back. He's talking to us. Some dude, I think it's Papa Wu, and I think he may have passed away right now yep. already. I'm like that. Yo, he was like, yo. Now, I tell you, mad people around. Mad. It's like, I'm thinking these are all fans that want to go into the, to the show and shit, right? He goes, yo, he hit somebody. I don't know him yet. You know, this is fresh. Hit somebody in the back. Yo, these are the niggas that sampled you on that joint. Turn around. It's ODB. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Oh, shit. He turns around. He's like, Yeah. And um, Peter Kane gets in real quick because all of us was like, yo, this, you know, what's going on? Not knowing, bro. Not knowing. Pete's like, yo, man, that's the label thing. You know, whatever, whatever. We paid for the sample. So your label has to give you money. If nobody notified you, just tell them that you, whatever, whole bullshit, yo. Homeboy is like, uh, like, what you want to do? He, he don't care. Papa Wooly. He's like, yo, what you want to do? Like, what, what you want to do with this, the old dirty? He's kind of nice. I think he does the call. Whatever they used to do, the bees and all that shit. Yo, the whole crowd was 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 fucking Staten Island, bro. We've just received a report that New York City is under attack by swarms of killer bees. They have been seen approaching from Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, and Staten Island. All them people, I'm thinking that these are people saying, yo, that everybody, ah, like, yo, we about to get killed, my nigga. I thought we was done. Uh, I was like, yo, we getting stomped out. It's like five of us is over, bro. That's how they used to move. It was so crazy with Wu. So we was big fans of theirs, bro. I was listening to the albums already in the crib. You know, the album, crazy. I, I, Protect Your Neck, like, fucking blew my mind, bro. Right. Blew my mind. So we were big fans. That's why we were sampling them like that, bro. So, so what happened in the club? No, nothing. I th like ODB, this is what made me and him become friends. God the blessed dead, man. I was just about to do a song with him before he died, too, man. Me and Problems, man, mm. on, on Nature Sounds, bro. He had just accepted the gig. He heard the hook. He wanted to do it, and he passed. But um, that's what got me and him cool, man. After I would see him after that, like, because he dead it. He was like, nah, if I'm going to get my money, you know what I'm saying? We're going to talk to the label first. I'll see y'all again. You know what I'm saying? So it calmed everything down, bro. But it was everybody that was around us. Yo, I'm telling you, I would have handed that dude anything that was in my pocket just to be safe. Like you said, you would have what? I would have handed him anything that was in my pocket, man, just to protect my life. The truth. Nah, they had they they were they were they were in that you know they, whenever they moved around, they listened to whoever the big homies was. So if nobody called go, they yeah. wouldn't go. They was just chilling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They probably had like a hundred little Shaheems lined up, like oh nah, like yeah, storm, young storm man, young shooters. yeah, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, little hell canards. Yeah. Yo, but I love Straight Jacket, man. That's one of my shits. That song is crazy. I that's love that. My top dude. four on the album. Yeah, that's I love that. Who said that? A, you said that, yeah, and that's your top yeah. four. I like the all the hard songs. 
the uh, the next joint you said is one of your favorites, or at least if one of your favorite beats, which is uh, let off a couple, which is really uh, short. It was like under two minutes. Listen, man, I, I love you just that. Want to dance I, when you hear that. I heard that beat and I was like, yo, yo. All I'm saying is you guys could have been rapping the Declaration of Independence, man. This beat is just it's perfect, man. You could have done anything. I love this beat. Check it, I can make you dance, make you lay way back, fast styles become a sack when I rip up tracks, kicking back. I sit back and puffer, feel the coolest so damn chill, freeze MCs at will, still be coming back with more shit, can't be stale, break a sucker niggas off like a press on nail, I inhale, I exhale, now I'm zoning, freak a fat flow from night to the morning. Nah, I love that joint, man. That, it's less I, of I a beat, more, more of a piano, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 hell yeah. It's another one of those loops, man, that's just perfect, man. You got about three or four on this record. It's a perfect, perfect loop. Les didn't want to do it. That's why he's only on there as a bridge between Juju and myself. You know, Juju wanted to do it, but that's what he had for it because we just went on what we felt. Yo, I, that joint came like right there. I heard that beat. Juju made that shit, and it was some more of the bullshit going on too between like, you know, how many beats, who is using on the album, who's doing what, and all that shit. I fell in love with that shit. Like, yo, we got to do this shit. That's why my shit is so long. That shit just came out. I mean, that, that it was just nothing to talk about. And then when Les did his little shit, I was like, wait a minute. Then Juju did his part. Yo, every yo, whenever we went on tour, everywhere we went, everybody always used to tell, yo, why didn't why isn't let off a couple? Make it a video. Why isn't it a full song? Yo, yo, perform it. <laughs> There's know, a lot to be said for having a, a short song like that to leave yeah. people want more. You got to have a song or two like that on the album that's short but really good, leave you want more. That's one of those songs that you could be having a terrible day and you put it on, man, and you could restart your day from that song. <laughs> but you know, you know what's interesting is back then, right? I just checked, it's a minute and 42 seconds. Back then, that's like, damn, that's like an interlude, right? But if you look at some of the shit that they're dropping out today, you know, some of these that's cats that track. are dropping, that's a full fucking song. So y'all were ahead of your time with that shit, man. <laughs> Even to take it a step further, Kev, as producers, man, to do those short little snippets. That's kind of that's the the originality of a beat nuts record. The same way the Bomb Squad had their own like little originality, NWA had their originality of how they did things. The Beat Nuts would put these snippets on that were these short little throwaways, but shit, that is like amazing genius to another person's record. And they were like nothing. It's fantastic one of my favorite tracks on the album and like i said man you could you could be in a terrible mood play that song and restart your day from there and and, and you'll be all right i love it bro goes back to the sequencing because after this is rick's joint and i think rick was your manager at the time nah rick rick is our man he's from the hood like okay. he and i used to be at uh like hang together crazy every day playing video games but then he was from um you know, right from Juju's block. You know what I'm saying? So he, it was just like natural. Like Rick, man, always taking care of business. A shout to Corona and I'm out with the quickness. I know uh, Les is from Jackson Heights. Les was, Les was Astoria. Les was Astoria. Why, why do I think he was Jackson Heights? Because they right there. Okay. And where, where are you, where were you from? I was on, first I lived in Flushing or on Colden. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Cause I moved from the Bronx to Queens. And then I moved to Elmhurst side, like by Newtown High School and um, 
off of Dittman and Whitney, like 90th Street on the 7th train, you know what I'm saying? So I was right there. We was all right around each other. Me and Juju and I went to high school together. You know what I'm saying? We ain't fuck with each other in high school. We ain't really, you know, I don't even know, like, can recall one, you know, time of seeing him. It's a crazy thing, but that's the only time I can really recall him in school, like, really, really being around him. Yeah, we didn't really have no interaction in high school. It was, it was crazy shit in the high school because it was always, like, Hispanics against blacks in the high school. And I was always on the, like, straddling the fence, you know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> like, my mom's side is here. She's black, wet with Cuban and Puerto Rican. And then, you know what I mean? I Like, yeah. So it was like, yo, I'm cool with everybody. Yo. So, so real quick, while we're on that topic about where you were in, you know, you said Bronx and then the Queens. And, and you know, I got to ask, does, does the Beat Nuts allegiance lie with the Yankees or the Mets? I don't know how deep Jew and Les are into that. But mildly, I love the Mets. I love the Mets. I moved to Queens. They won in 86. I was yeah. there. I lived by Shea Stadium or not too far. It was always, it was right there. It was like iconic. And, you know, I, I saw them win it, bro. I saw the team, the red, the, yeah. so I, I have a crazy love for them. The Jets too. The Jets used to play in Shea Stadium. And right. I remember Richard Todd yeah. and the New York Sack Exchange. Richard I Todd, loved them. Said. Wow. Yeah, that was the quarterback, man. Yeah. Freeman Al McNeil. Al Gaston, Freeman McNeil. Yeah, Ken Gaston Lions. Um, <laughs> Blair um, Thomas. Blair Thomas. Al Toon. All day, Al Toon. One of the Wisconsin. greatest. He just is the, the head fucked up. The headaches and the concussions fucked him up. Yeah. He even had crazy numbers. But, nah, I'm, I'm a Yankee all day, man. I'm a Yankee. Uh, At the end of the day, if I had to choose, I'm a Giant fan. If I had to choose, so, I don't So you had the Dwight Gooden poster on the wall, but Dwight, it became Derek Darryl Jeter. Strawberry. But it became Derek Jeter. So, yo, in the 90s, wouldn't you say, like, the majority of – songs at that time the bpms were about 95 96 as far as the tempo and on rick's joint it was actually one of the slower songs tempo wise that you guys actually recorded before and for me you know having that real lazy and smooth thing it just goes into how deep they went with how they sample beats because at that time people were really just ripping the straight beat loops you know and the fact that you guys went deep or i should say jew and uh, Les went deep in the sample of this particular song now this is an old movie that they sample from uh it was an old frank sinatra film lady in cement and i gotta tell you the fact that track records back in the early 90s bugs me out Makes me feel with the skill, sort of flow with the will. Will you pass it? Yo, I won't drop it. You blast like a rocket. I got soul in my pocket. Don't lock it. Just let me in to fill up the mill. Brain donkeys over there. Yeah, I'm so glad they came. Come. Hey, do you wanna come? Well, come and get some. I get you drunk like rum. Hum the cool. So, baby, let me funk you down. Put cracks in your back with this beat nut sound. Junkyard with the flip dip back. The title so slow be the flow and they go with my recital. You gotta also say they their digging was so deep, man. And the way that I look at music is back then, whoever put it out first wins. What I'm trying to say sucks though. And that, that sucks. That sucks because because fucking we had a song that would rival Dwick and them motherfuckers 
put it out before us, premiere nice and smooth and then put it, but we had that shit first and we had the crazy fucking songs with it and it never came out because of that shit. Dang. Oh no. You guys got a recording of that? Somebody has to, bro. It was, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me think of it. Um, how does the beat go? The beat is, uh, yo, we had a song called We Got It Going On. We Got It Going On, yo. It, it had girls on the hook singing it. Like, yo, the same, the same loop, man. Oh, man. At the same spot and everything. Like, sometimes, you know, a bunch of us might loop from a record. Like, wherever Lucien got um, Superbad from is something that I think Tippin' them used and somebody else flipped it another way. They flipped it another way for um, for Nas. But we did it the same exact way, though. Our shit was more musical in theirs. I would say their shit was more the way it is. And our shit was, it was a little bit different from that, bro. It's crazy. Well, the next joint takes us to a little bit more of a rugged tone of the album, which is Fried Chicken. One of my favorites. With VIC. VIC was kind of like an honorary member of of the crew. He was down like he wasn't a beat nut like in any... Like a loose affiliate, if you will. No, 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 no. More than a loose affiliate. Way more than a loose affiliate. I'm just saying in any legal terms, he wasn't. Ah, but okay. in any in every other way, he you know Vic Vic is like my closest one of my closest boys now. I talk to him you know damn near every day. about Vic man no one really knows this but he actually produced the one uh the one love remix the 1L remix uh, for Nas it's a, it's the second remix on the on that 12 inch but it's great yeah the groove merchants was uh, actually him and Godfather Don exactly he, exactly he's been there man he definitely has nah, yeah Vic is about to do a project right now man we just were talking about that shit today i got to call him back actually we were just talking about that today, and yeah, it's crazy. Now, Vic is nice. Vic, Vic is definitely a, a, a beat nut, especially when you talk about the production side. You know what I'm yeah. saying? This is influence. He's older than Less Than Jew. He was doing it before them. He already had been done shit before we did anything. You know what I'm saying? So, so who Vic did is definitely on that? On what? On fried chicken. Um, is that, I think that might be Juju, man. See that that goes on my on my top four hardest songs list on the album. Wait, how many how many uh, windshields on the windshield scale? You know, I gotta <laughs> have, have you gives me a headache. Smashed your head through. Yeah, give me a headache. <laughs> that would be a boulder a bo- hitting the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> Let's here. get into the next track. I couldn't understand this because your lead single was "Props" over here, and then you have "Yeah, You Get Props," which is kind of redundant. What the fuck's that about? It was the it was the boycott. I just told you how we felt about the song. So Les was like, yo, we got to fucking remix that shit now, bro. So we can get that out there. We did not want to do that song, man. And so do I, you, you like, know, yeah, you get props better than props over here? Oh, of course. We used to perform that. We would do like start the beginning of um, props over here, the, the, the single. 
and like chopping and 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 so you know have sinister chop it up and we go right into um right into the remix and shit because that's what it was it, it really really just yeah you get props it was the props over here remix you know, show enough, nuts got bass in your face. Take a taste, world famous trio in the place. In a race, cocked in blast, hold your sugar. Fucking niggas off just like I was picking boogers. I heat up, now I got the competition. Fire said he better than the cool in the niggas fucking life. Cause I'm a tripper, or I slip him, maybe rip him. He with his man, then I gotta fucking dip him. Or pow, give him one right to the kisser. The people shorty and I think her name's Clarissa I miss her, what's the way she freak when I'm sleeping But I'm out to get the loop, so I gotta keep on keeping Straight up, man, this is like top three for me Oh nah, props over here, who said that? Three, six? Yeah, you get props, that's that's my one on this album, for sure Hands down, man, it's just got that bounce all the way through the whole song Homie, just the way, yo, listen See, that's one of them joints that I'm talking about I felt You know what I'm saying? Like you could like to me, you could tell the songs that I'm like I feel because I'm in the pocket. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm thinking of not regular shit. That whole show enough. Nuts got bass in your face. Take a taste. World famous trio in the place. In the race. Cock then blast for you, sugar. Plucking niggas off just like I was picking bunkers. Yo, just just the biz reference, the the cadence in your voice. I mean, you were on point on this one. This is where you guys shine. This is a real treat, man. I'm living out one of my favorite albums with you right now. I mean, God bless the greatest you. Thank idea you so of all much time. for doing this with us. Yeah, all day. It's the best idea ever. Yeah, man. Let me ask you, Jay. You ain't say. Did you like um the remix? You oh. said it was redundant. It's okay. I want to hear the real feelings, man. I, I don't. I, one, I don't consider that the remix. So right. I, I'm, I'm gonna say. I mean, I, listen to the hook. You know what I want and hey, you get props. Yo, come I, on. I, 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 you know bottom what? three for me. Bottom Check three. Check this out. Who Scratch. said that? Aaron. Aaron said yeah, that. Bottom three for me. It's crazy. Illal Scratch made an album off of one song. Like every song was where my homies or my homies at. <laughs> so I didn't know. I thought you were just making were another song, another song about yeah. props. But uh, I knew you were gonna do that, Jay. Nah. But no. <laughs> they, they made damn uh, eight songs about homies. So I'm thinking you guys are making a few about props. You know, they were all but good nah. though. No, they're great. Yeah, it was also it was an iconic word for the '90s, man. I mean, it just was in the vocab. Oh, of course, yeah. no question. Oh yeah, this no song question. to me was like I still say props today because of the beat nuts. Yeah, always, always, <laughs> always. All right, number one's coming up. So uh, Jay introduced this one. This is uh, one of my tops. So yeah. this this was like a guaranteed short shot. Get funky, right? The track. You just feel good the minute the beat drops. Tight. This it, is it, the song you put on when you got a chick in the car with you. Oh my God. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? Kevin, yeah. Kevin yeah. doesn't drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's not one of your joints, Kev. You didn't really fuck with that one. Yeah, you gotta thank Roy Ayers here. This is another example of that perfect sample that goes from start to finish. The 12-inch came in strong. You had Get Funky on one side, and on the flip, you had Hit Me With That. So that basically gave you a twofer on this one. What did you guys think? I love 
love this is one of my joints man like i love this and the line that stuck with me i still say it to this day i walk into work and uh, my brother's a sports fanatic so i always uh bring it out every now and then trying to get money like felipe lopez right. that was our homie too that was our homie man felipe right. man that was the i'm like yo how are they referencing saint john's players yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, he was and he's dominican, dominican. man juju's dominican that's why he did that so far. you know what i'm saying street yeah, basketball but- legend in new york city from what i understand of course. He was. He definitely was. He did his thing, man. He made a name for himself. You know, it, it, it's unfair that he had all that pressure on him. The, you know, Dominican Michael Jordan, and he's going to, you know what I'm saying? It, it fucked yeah. him up. That pressure is, yeah. everybody's not built for that shit, man. But he can ball, true. though. He can this ball. Like, like, he was he like the ball. Brian Taylor of, uh, of basketball. Ryan Taylor from the, the Yankees. He had all oh, the pressure gosh. in the world. Ryan Taylor, yeah. yeah. When, when, when? Tell me when, 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 when was he, when did he like play? 92, 90, 90, 91, 92. 92. He was like the number yeah. one overall pick, and he was supposed to be like the next Dwight Gooden, and he had all this pressure on him. And he. All right. I was about to say he was a pitcher. He was a pitcher, right? Yeah. He was supposed to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's some people can't deal with that shit, man. They might yeah. still have the talent, but the mental is the most, that's the biggest thing, even with music, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That mental, if you ain't got that lock in, you're going to be fucked up. You might be a crazy MC that can't make songs or, you know, you can hear the loops but can't put them together right. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. When you guys made Get Funky, did you know right away that this was going to be one of the hits off the album? You don't hear Juju? We was getting fucked up doing that song. When he came with that beat, bro, it was like, yo, that's why he says the Baracho song, like the drunk song. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Like, yeah, nah. Th- I love that joint, man. That, the, that. Ooh, oh. That, see, another another mood singers? changer. Another no, listen, mood changer, let me, man. let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. And y'all keep it a real. I know y'all love props, everybody, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you telling me if we come out first, we get funky. That's the first single. It should have yeah. been. Yeah, it'd have been the first thing. Yo, no, discussion. nothing. To, yo, listen, we would have killed everybody. Yeah. We would have killed Farside, <laughs> uh, um, fucking uh, alcoholics, licks. But what's my boys from the Bay, man? Hieroglyphics. So, yes. Hiro, yeah. So, now, everybody would have been successful and they would have did their thing. They, you know, I'm not saying that they, we would have shut them down, right? But we would have had the joint because it would have been that hood shit. You know, hard shit, the music crazy, the, yo, bro. Let me just say this. You have to have a little foreplay every now and then. You can't just, like, throw it all out at one time. That that, that could have been foreplay, man, but just some crazy foreplay. Like, this is the freakiest thing I ever, like, yo, what are you doing to me? But here's yeah, the thing. We could have followed that up easy. Hit me with that as a second video like it was, but it would have hit even harder after that joint, bro. We would have killed that shit. And we could have came out with props as like the third joint, but not eat. We could have came out with like a double joint because that's what we really wanted to do. But they wouldn't let us do it. Like do a half and half of props and props over here. Yeah. But with Reign of the Tech before this album even came out, you guys already carved that niche. So to me, this was elevating the beat nuts on a production level. It also gave you guys a little bit of sophistication to your listeners. So basically, you weren't just appealing to the guys in the hood. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to be disrespectful. Of course not. Of course not. So basically, you guys can be played like in lounges and things like that. Because there's many times people did not want to hear the uh, the vocals, but they'd come up and be like, yo, what song were you just playing You know, on the instrumental? 
Nah, but yo, that's what I was saying, three, but about that song. That song had all the elements. We would have killed it with that. Mm. The hard kids, the, yeah. the, the kids that liked all of that high roll, farce shit, we would have bagged them. We, we, we had the whole shit with that joint, bro. Bro, Why you would have got you would have gotten every fucking skateboarder from the fucking Atlantic to the kids. Pacific. Yeah. They would have dug that shit. <laughs> Why do you think there was a little bit of a struggle with, with the choices of the singles? Like, did Chris Lighty, rest in peace, did he have any influence in in what should be the single? Because it seems like Jay, it was more Jay, Jay knows the story. He knows the story. You know, you I, know, I don't, you know the story. I don't. You already know the story. I swear we're, in the fucking, we're in Sony Relativity offices. Yeah. Um, the album is done. It's just handed in. Everybody's loving it. They're anticipating it's going to be crazy. So we go in this fucking conference room. Chris is with us. You know, Drew Les, myself, Peter Kang, Alan Grumblatt. So we're in the room. We talking like, yo, what's the single? So we already on Get Funky, Hit Me With That, like Meth is Crazy. It's like, yo, we coming with that hug. We can get them in the video. We do Get Funky first. We, we, we killing everybody. It's over. So they were like, Chris was like, we told him that. He's like, yo, I think it's some props, man. Mm. Props? What? Which props you talking about? What? Nah, man. Nah, man. No way, bro. He's like, yo, hold on. I'm going to tell you, Tip. He, he calls. Calls Tip. Yo, Tit, man, what, what, when I let you hear everything, what did you say, yo? What, what do you think? He's like, nah, you know his tip's voice props over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> props, that's the joint. And I'm like, props. So now, Chris knew what he was doing, though, getting the label heads in there, the guys that's going to. So they hear Q-Tip saying that. Chris Lighty saying that. Q-Tip is, you know, they cannot kick it. They destroying shit at the time. You understand what I'm saying? He listens to him. And they're like, yo, props over here. And that was it. We were like, yo, fuck y'all, man. <laughs> fuck y'all, bro. Yeah. I will say, though, it's a great song. And it leads to even a better song. Hit me with that. Here's one thing I want to know. Before you tell me about this, close the door. I don't want your wife to hear this. <laughs> hey, out of here. I'm in here, Dolo Rolo. <laughs> tell everybody what was Shannon like. <sighs> I'm standing in the same damn spot I fuck Shannon in. Standing in the same damn spot I fuck Shannon in. Laid that ass. Holds a brick over a trick. Did that six not shit. I'm sucking cliche, sucking dick, but sticking back. May wait back. Don't try to best the crew possess more chicks than fucking PMS. Hardcore. Humming with the beats and burn. Got your humming. Now you wanna press the burn. Beat nuts combined. Go with line for line. Hey yo, cha cha. Yo, that shit, that shit caused noise in the hood, though, bro. Because that was like a low thing that nobody knew. And now she was with certain people and it was feelings and it was like people acting funny to me. But I didn't even, I, you know, it was like, yo, it just came out, man. But you could never go wrong with the samples that were in that song. They were no, perfect. Perfect. The little, you better ask somebody. Kid saying nope. And the way it was woven in was just insane. I mean... With the David Axelrod sample, you just can't go wrong, period. Next up, Jay. Well, no, nah, I figured maybe he had a story or two he wanted to share. I'm nah, just thinking about that joint, man. Like, just thinking I'm about just... Shannon. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I, I, I said enough with that, man. I, I had already started some madness with, with, after I said that. It was crazy. I love the video. I love doing that song. Drew and I remember us writing a hook for that song. Like, cause we both felt that beat when we heard it, the way you, you know how it comes on just to. Wah, wah, 
y'all. You're better. Then that's less. You're better. Better. Answer. Oh, was that? Did you do that? I think Les might have did that because he's the master of putting all that little shit in there. Oh, like that. that's the shit, man. I was trying to get that every time, but the snare always got in the way when I was trying to sample it. And that was like before you could really like get it clean like that. Break shit down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. You know what? Let me actually bring in the next song, if you don't mind, Jay. Uh, two, three breaks. So I got to ask you, Al, was, was Gangstars, I'm the Man, or Speak Your Clout, an inspiration for this song? Because your beat changes uh, for each verse, if I'm not mistaken. There's three different beats in the song, and that's a similar you know, structure to I'm the Man off the Daily Operation album, or Speak Your Clout, which actually may have been – was. Uh, uh, hard to earn released after street level i forget but i'm the man was definitely out like a couple years before street level so were, were you guys right. w- using that as kind of like a blueprint for this song no uh now like thinking about it uh in hindsight it, it uh it you know but I, it didn't directly influence us if it okay. did indirectly as you know subconsciously it was there uh, what i know from that song is we we were at a point where all of us liked some beats that were played, but each one of us liked a different joint. Okay. So I think Les came up with that whole idea of doing the two, three, break. So I don't know where his influence came from. But I think Les even is the one that was like, yo, I got these beats. I think Jew, like, yo, we're going to do this. It wasn't even a, a thing of like, yo, we like him. What should we do? It was the other way around. Les just was like, yo. And he already had that two, three break shit. So I don't know. He could have been influenced by that. But I, you know. I would have been pissed if I were you, man. Why? Because I got to tell you this. Juju gave himself a layup, man. <laughs> oh, I'm you guys say that. Minutes, whatever. Juju's beat is so fucking good. That shit was hot. It's like a tip in, man. You could not fuck it up. And here's the thing. Everyone else's beat was good, just not that good. Taking the mic, no hats. I'll be the owner. My rhymes will make niggas collapse into a coma. Product over concrete hell. I'm on a mission. Deadly with intent to shell the opposition. Fucking with this flow. Come on, yo, that's treason. Niggas fuck around and get shot for no reason. Chuck Yard, nigga, represent every time. Corona's in the house of yo, yeah. Off the rip, the scale. My rhymes wake up to a 9.4. Ready for war, come forth. I close my fronts with your spinal cord. Thought it got the drop I possess inside. Thought I'm trying to survive another but yo, I'm gonna tell you, I, I picked my beat. I, out of the ones that was there, I picked that beat. I, I like that. It, I felt so, um, like that beat to me felt like a rock. Kim beat, man. I swear to God, it just felt like something I could hear Rakim rhyming on. You know what I'm saying? My little brother, like we we grew up, our family in wine dance, they knew Rakim, so I was like a super fan of his. You know what I'm saying? Him and my um, like one of my uh cousins, second cousin's father was like best homies or whatever. So he was around and shit. You know what I'm saying? That beat reminded me of Rakim. I just picked that. I, I, I like I had the rhyme on that beat. I felt it, you know what I'm saying? It was like effortless to me, but I, I will admit by far, Drew has the best beat. He, he, that I love when he came and he played his shit. I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> I wanted to run when that shit made me want it to run. You got that the little shit, dad beat. 
For me, this is number this is number four, the hardest song on the album. Number four, the hardest. Uh, what um straight uh one two three break? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, you know, I have four favorite songs on the album, and they're all the hardest songs to me. All right, in my opinion. Well, this is not the hardest song up next, but it's one of my favorite. And you talk about you talk about in the mood. This is definitely an in the mood kind of a track. It's so, like that. Yeah. Like that. Well, this is your solo joint off here. And oh, <laughs> you go downtown on this record for sure, man. Other day, you're dunking like Harold Miner. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, you you had me at the Harold Miner, but as a as a young kid, I mean, I don't know, I don't want to date myself, but I probably was was pretty young back then. But but I heard this, and it was the same year that MC8 dropped all for the money. I and the way we go, you got the world famous cool with the smooth ass flow. About what I get with or stick on the rag. Got you running around the circles, feeling for the third leg. But baby, don't you forget, cause you ain't really strong. You haven't even had a taste of my motherfucking tongue. I say motherfucking, cause your mommy was a victim. Your cousin, sister's aunt. Oh yeah, I licked them, I tricked them, and they all come back over treats. But I don't eat the cake before I frost the feet. And you get weak, like as double to the feet. It was an eye-opening experience, to say the least, to, to hear a song like this. Shuts the door. Yeah, shut that door. <laughs> yeah, his, his girl's like, yo, I just brought you four drinks and this is how you treat me? Explain to us why you made this. Explain to us what was going through your mind when you made this. And Things out, out, listen, as a young dude, and and I tell people this too, man, especially my kids. Like when I look back now and I know, like I think about the situation we were in, the type of money that was being dealt around, like the just the machine that we were a part of. It's a, it's a crazy thing, man, to be in that world and to be around other people and you on TV. It was just an ill type of joint, man. I didn't take that shit. Yo, all I thought about, bro, was the girls I was going to get and going on a tour, man. I swear course, to God, yeah. I wasn't thinking about your make relationships with people. Those people that I was around, bro, that that liked me as a person and all that shit, and I didn't pursue, I didn't become cool with them. I didn't get them on my solo album when I did my shit. I could have had mad people on my shit that I was around, bro. I was around, I, you know, seeing Big. I was around Tariq, Root, you know, uh, uh, Black Door from the Roots, like other motherfuckers chilled with meth and all that. I could have, but I was so just, yo, do these songs, fuck these girls, go perform. Do these songs, go perform, fuck these girls. Whatever order you want to do it. Do the songs first. Yeah, and I wasn't thinking about shit, man. So that song was me making sure that my do these songs, do these shows and fuck the girls was going to go down. Like, I'm going to pique your interest. This is what I do. I'm nasty. Blah, blah. That, that was the sole reason I did that song, bro. Now we know why Relativity and Chris Lighty chose Props as your first single. Because <laughs> they were scared you were going to choose this one as your first single. And that wasn't going to happen. Was this recorded before? Like, you know how you, you were going to have your own album that was supposed to come out prior to this? Or was this recorded during the session for Street Level? Nah, it was recorded during the Street Level session, but I think that beat might have been around from that time. You understand okay. what I'm saying? I'm, I yeah, think yeah. I might have heard the loop. I know I had it, the album that it was on and all that shit, and I wanted to do a song to that, to it. Not flip the way Les flipped it, 
You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he just did it how I did it. But I had heard something different to it. But when he did this, it was like, oh, yeah, I remember that shit. I got to get, yeah, I got to do this shit. So whose idea was it for it to be a solo joint? Um, It was just one of them joints I wanted to do. And I don't think anybody, like, you know, like, you don't really hear less on Let Off a Couple. It was a feeling thing. Like, nah, you go ahead. That's what, that's what you do. You know, you got to have that joint. Go ahead. No, you want to get it off. We ain't going to do that. We on some hard, you know, some other type of shit. That's just shit. You can be that being cool, fast, the bitches and all that. Well, I was going to say, not everybody can pull that off. I mean, you exactly. I don't know. Les talked about the same topic quite often. Yeah, but no, he Uh he, he didn't have like, like Les is not on here, but I'll tell him he doesn't have that, like that big daddy cane smoothness. No suave to that. No suave to Les. All right, the next joint you're not on is Sandwiches, which is another short joint, which is like a buck 30. It's a, it's a fun little track. What joint? Sandwiches. Sandwiches. Oh, I love that. Ooh, I love I make bitches make me sandwiches. And forget about now what you're gonna do, sausage, when I take your bitch home and fuck her hard with my ostrich-sized dick. Bitch gets hypnotized quick, then I flip her little ass like a sidekick. The name's not born, so come on and pass me the light for the hydroplane. Plus it, I make bitches make me sandwiches and scratch my ass when it itches. Now was this song like the intro for Psycho Dwarf? Because you use the same sample. It's like the same thing in both songs and the girl saying, Get on down. So I wasn't sure if it was like an interlude you guys used before uh, the Psycho Dwarf song. Nah, nah, nah. That was that was less, man. He came with that shit. He already he already had his his shit. Like it was basically already done. Some shit he did at home, and we heard that shit. I think I heard it first. Yeah. And then you heard it, and it was like, oh nah, that's your joint. And I don't even want to fuck with you. Like you killed it. We love it. The beat, everything, done. Done. I, I was so confused when Les came up with the line, um, flipping through loops like a lunatic dolphin. Where the fuck did that come from? Joints. I mean, that was like some scratch your head shit. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just ripped out the dirt from my coffin, flipping through loops like a lunatic dolphin. I'm back, reincarnated, psycho blessed, running through the graveyard intoxicated, tugging, titty hugging, grab my bugging, keep your wet, your worst nightmare slugging. Yeah, you think I'm bugging? Hit my clock ten. I have you singing like new edition. Is this the end? Park, play, and get yoked. Smoke. I put two caps and a last duck that joked around. I gets down like cooling. The gang, my slang, got your girlfriend drooling. Yo, I flip and land in the split and pop, pop, man. Bust your whole shit like a silent monk. I kicks the grand funk drunk and I'm still fat out the trunk. Nah, like, but you gotta understand, a dolphin, we, we, we more than likely, a dolphin was something that we called somebody. Like, it, it, it stood for something. That's why he said that. Like, we used to call people aligate, which is a wrench in Spanish. If somebody came around fucking shit up, like, or fucking up the mood, we'd be like, yo, aligate right here. Or parachutes, fresh bagels, people like Lucian. We used to tell him that all the time, that he was jumping into people's conversations. You had no business getting there. So we'd be like, yo, this dude's doing parachutes, bro. <laughs> we were saying jumping out the window and all that shit back then before it was a thing like to be saying that shit. 
Yeah. Like, yo, this dude's a window jumper. Yo, look at this shit. Like, fresh bagels. Like, you fresh coming in here. Mind your business. Get out. Don't tell us what we should do with this song. So I think the dolphin thing was one of those things. It was code for something else. Oh, yeah. so it made sense to us. Peter Kane used to always tell us, like, yo, y'all be saying, like, metaphors and shit that's from y'all own slang. Nobody else is going to understand that shit. He used to tell us that shit all the time, bro. Like, y'all know what you're talking about. Other people don't know what you're talking about. This was just this crazy song. I mean, halfway through the track, they drop this beat that's like the hardest beat on the entire album. But there's no rhyming. It's like just an instrumental. It's like being stuck in the middle of the ocean and you shoot a flare gun hoping for a rescue and there's no one coming out. Somebody needed to get on that beat and no one did. It's just alone by itself. Yes, that is it is retarded. There's no sample in it. It's just like really hard drums and um, it's like a fallen soldier being left to die. Oh my God. So I got to say, Psychodorf, my, my, my feelings on that song is it's, it's, a, it's in the top five on the album. And to me, it, it's like the exclamation point on the album, right? I mean, I think it's kind of on your EP, right? Before it is. level. It, it is. But it just reinforces, it, 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 it's, it's the exclamation point, dude. Because the whole album, just like I said, no skips. And then just boom, smack you in the face at the end. And I got to ask you, because the song goes on for like a minute and a half after it ends. And then someone burps at the very end. <laughs> Who's, <laughs> whose burp is that? <laughs> that might be less, man. I was less. That's I could see less right, doing right that there. shit, man. You, you, I could see less doing that shit. You guys know what I'm shit. talking about, though. You yeah, don't of course. That? Yeah. Damn, I could see less doing that shit. I think I even remember him doing it. It's like vague, <laughs> but it's like, yo, you just did that, uh, whatever. Yeah, that's crazy, man. This yeah. joint was like uh, halftime off Illmatic. Like this, it came out the year prior, yeah, but yeah. it came on and 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 it was like just like Kev said, it kind of finished the album, put a cherry on top. So yeah. we covered seventeen tracks. I'm gonna ask you for your favorites. If if you have to pick, I always say gun to head, right? Pick your your one favorite joint off this album, and then after that, tell me if you could do away with a few tracks which ones would they be so only one favorite joint pick one favorite and maybe like two or three that you could do without all right my one oh, that's tough man i'll let you pick two favorites and two joints so I'll wanna... say i'll say you could just be like andre and be like well i'm gonna pick three <laughs> hey, i would say let off a couple i would say um get funky it's hard man i love hellraiser Yes. I love like yeah. fucking fried chicken. I yes. love like I love hit me with that. No skips, I, it, no skips. Yeah, it's like I love. I mean, all of this joint was Rick's joint. I mean, it's just. But if I, I would say those two. Those would be my like. All right, you can't hear nothing else. Pick two, maybe pick three, and I would say those two and fried chicken. So let off a couple, get funky, fried chicken. It's other shit that's right there. But if I can only let three people in the door, those are the three chicks that are getting in. Now, and then songs that I could do away with yep. is probably super bad would probably be one. Props would. It's, I don't even want to say that now. Put that energy out there. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't get rid of none of them. But gun to head, gun to head. So we're doing it like that. Gun to head. So I'm not putting this energy out. Props over here. And because I don't like what I said on the song, because I love the beat, but I didn't like the, I couldn't, I couldn't feel anything to it. 
would be the joint that um the first joint of the album is what I mean the second joint after the intro. You don't stop. You don't stop. Like oh, I that love song that was dope. I love it, but I don't. I didn't come off the way I wanted to come off. No, I love the beat. He played that shit. I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Ah oh, man, I did some shit that I don't like. So that's that always fucks yeah. the song up, man. Because I don't like what I did to it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we covered the album. Let's get a little bit into uh, the solo career, if you if you don't mind. You got a few more minutes? No, I don't mind at all. Nah, however long y'all want to go, man. It's all fun. Right. I got to get back into the swing of it anyway, man. So Take Us, this is 96 Correct Records. I'm holding up one of the singles right here. Which one is uh, that? The first one? Orange. No, no, I have Do Your Thing in my crate. This is Crime Pays, and everybody's talking. <gasps> Crime Pays is one of my favorite off the joint. But... Sample some more Wu-Tang, baby. Crime Pays in mad ways. Yo. Yo, how I was walking mine in my own biz. Here it is, I see these two kids bouncing my way. Eyes blood red within them. And something telling me that I best not offend them. But they don't even know I got this badge that I'm about to flash on that ass. Like two hits of hash, pass by them, I am. Pink money on the left, got the toast. Niggas ready to roast, so I'm ghost. To find another victim so I can trick them. Act like them po-po, be like, yo, yo, stick them. Trick them out, they courage them dirty greens. And in the process, stop it. All the flow from fiends It's all good Cause in my hood It's better If my Beretta Get these poor folks Some cheddar to the letter A present day Robin Hood Crime pays in mad ways So 96 You're on 96 You're on correct record And this is Your name changed Happened What shortly after The street level came out Or when When did that happen 95 I went I just got up one day And I went and took my Shahada man Okay. I just got up, went to 96th Street, went into the masjid. Dr. Osman, who was on sabbatical here, and it was his last day here. And he he's the one that uh, performed the ritual, you know what I mean, for me to, um, you know, declare my, you know, my faith in Islam and Islam and, and to bow to the pillars and all of that. So it was a crazy day. It was a crazy day. It's a whole story about my name. I won't get into it now, but I'll, you know, one day. Huh? It's just a crazy joint, man. It's crazy. I had, so I had changed my name before that, right, right in that period of time in between. You know what I'm saying? Still probably doing shows and shit, but yeah. This was the record for me, Think Not. Think Not is my joint. This was the one where the music just hit so hard and... Um, yeah, me too. Right? And it was just like the perfect blend from old to the new. From the east to the south to the west to the north, come on. Yes, yes, y'all. Freak, freak, y'all. So unique, y'all. Out to freak, y'all. I dusted off the fofo chrome, threw my Nike hat on the dome, plus packed the celly phone, left out my home alone to roam. These wicked streets in the U.S. of A. See, no matter where you at, motherfucking crime paid, but not my way. Put them days of slinging behind me. Now I rock spots where only rap fiends can find me, and that remind me. Can't forget my 1-800 beeper so I can keep her. I own my meter, meter now. I love that. That's my, that think not. I'm gonna tell you, cause that that too, that project was like, I, I loved that, I appreciated it and all that shit, but it wasn't like, 
you know, it was like kind of with a, a rush to it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get like no, um, the no ID joint, which I wanted to be a single. He didn't get to, you know, the time it was fucked up. He couldn't come to New York and mix his joint. So it doesn't sound the way like I heard it sound, you know what I'm saying? On the, on the beat tapes and all that shit. So it was just things that was going on with that joint. But I, you know, overall, I, I'm, you know, I'm proud, proud of it, stand by it and the whole shit. I would pick like Crime Pays. Yeah, real good, man. Oh, easily. Um, crime pace, think not. Um, oh, do your thing is. is right yeah, about yeah, yeah. I like do your thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of my joints too. That's why I made it the first single. Hell yeah. The bottom line, Tariq got plenty for the masses and many. Be banging them all, that's just a skinny. Get them sprung with the tongue, all strung with the dick. That's my shit. Straight up and down, I give them fits, I be legit. Won't quit, the hunt coming buckets. Fuck it, I'm spanking that ass, you know you love the way I struck it. Strike it, don't mind if you like it. Bring all your friends, I love extra skins. I got the ends, whatever, treat hoes like they queens, and Queens like they tramps, I rupture the spleens and puncture. The liver be up in the gut. What, what? I'm splashing back sides with my nut. Yeah. Nicky wasn't on the album, but I think it was on the vinyl. Yeah, it was a bonus track. Exactly. So it, the reissue has Nicky and uh, me and my men's. Oh, that's on there. Me and my men's is on there? Yeah. And then, I gave them that. And then the original that came out in 96 has 17 tracks, but it does not have Nicky because Q-Tip hated that song, right? <laughs> 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 so tell people the, I guess what I read right is uh, you're a big Tribe fan as all of us are and Benita Applebaum kind of influenced you to make a song similar which is Nick please grab my hand and scratch my back I'm in the mood for a lust attack Words express feelings but so do actions So let's communicate with friction and fashion Pardon the quickness, I'm just used to Someone that likes to boogie, laugh and get loose too Cause on the download we all get free There's no one that's forbidden and you have to be sneaky Don't be restricted, let the feeling both sell Cause I believe you're born with the yawns and the old wells Place I run, they might look simple But I can lick a smile right down to your dimples I wanted to make my Benita Applebaum exactly Like, you know, it didn't have to have the same exact subject matter but for some reason that song made me feel the way you know Bonita made me feel I was I'm you know I'm still I don't care what tip said about me what all that all that doesn't matter locks up a time in my life like me and a bunch like one of my son's moms and a bunch of girls and dudes used to be at her her crib and she her dad let her have like the whole upstairs and shit bro we used to drink 40s and smoke weed right and everybody, we would sing the fucking album from the first beat to the last, bro. I mean, everything. Everybody knew every song. You know what I'm saying? The guys would do it. Yo, it was crazy, bro. It's like a time. Like, that shit is, like, frozen. Like, I remember that shit so well. So I love Try, man. I, I don't think Tip hated it at all. I think No, no, even, no, no. Well, you're like, I don't care if, if Tip hated it. I think the irony is he probably didn't say anything about the record. But it was, <laughs> you know... We'll let, uh, you know, that, that conversation with Juju be uh, had at a later date in time. But, yeah. Right, I, right, right. But the album itself was, again, I thought it was a really, really great album. Um, it was produced. A lot of it was produced by, by the beat. Um, all of it, right? Wasn't it? Well, 90-whatever um, percent. Les did a bunch of it. Juju came and did one beat. 
Um, the joint that he rhymes on, that he lets an eye on, he's on that. I like that joint too. That's one of my joints. Um, and then Vic did shit. Lucian okay. did. Lucian don't did stop. Spectacular. He did, don't stop. He did. Oh yeah, he did spectacular too, right? Lucian. Yep. yep, yep yeah. Yep. Speaking of, yeah. So he did that shit too. Damn, I forgot Lucian. Spectacular was hype. Yeah, it was real. Nah, that was my shit too. That's one of the joints I would pick too. Like if I probably have to get my five joints. Oh, and no ID. No ID was on this joint. No ID gave me the yo. I, that's what I'm telling you, bro. It was fucked up because he never the time timing then wasn't right, and he couldn't get to New York to fucking uh, mix the joint. You know what I'm saying? But I remember like Mike Karan and Vic coming into the studio one day, and I was doing that song, and they had never heard it. And yo, they stayed like for fucking like yo forever. I could feel them. They were like, yo, yo, bro, you gonna kill it with this joint. This shit is crazy. Like, yo, Dion did the beat, he did the beat. Like, yo, this shit is nuts. The rhymes, they was like knowing my bars and all that shit. Like, yo, cause I if you listen to me rhyme on that album, that's me in the process of getting back my old self. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Without it was me in that process. Like, cause I you don't I don't sound like the way I sound on street level or none of that shit. Well, what did you think of the actual label? I mean, correct as a as a label itself. Did they kind of give you carte blanche to do things the way you wanted to? I mean, let's be serious. You were like their strongest lyricist they had on the label's roster. So Nah, I was I was coming off of the beat and that shit, coming off a major label and all that shit. So it was like, yo, now nah, we got you. All right, we giving you this much money to sign you. Here's your advance. I was like, oh, shit. Like, you the man. We putting your shit out. Video, this, that. I'm like, oh, it's on. Manish was on there. Shout out to Manish. Shout out to Manish. Respect that. Uh, my Graf, man, uh, Gravity. Yeah, I just was talking to Grav on Instagram not too long ago, man. Yeah, Grav, like. Kanye produced uh, his first joint off that. Yeah, camera. that was a real good album. Slept on. My man. Grav was a beast, bro. Spitting and going off the top and all that shit. Grab was a monster, man. That's it's just so crazy because it's like certain things it ain't meant at certain times and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? It, it was just because yeah, Grab should have blew. I, I thought he was gonna blow. Then I did a song with him, me, him, and Ye produced it and, and, and uh, Lil Rich, I think, or Lil Ray. We did a joint together on his City to City. Yeah, it's on Gravity's album. Yeah, man, I thought Gravity was out of here. Bro. So, like, so was correct a New York label or a Chicago label? L.A. label. Listen, L.A., listen, listen. Yeah, okay, was Manish L.A. or Chicago? I forget. Manish was L.A. I was about to say, Manish is L.A., man. Got it, got it. Listen, the owners, the the owners, the the, the guys that had that were the head of the label, right, were two, like, trust fund babies. One name was Don Schneider. His dad was, like, a, a computer parts dealer from Israel or some crazy shit, Jewish dude. His father was worth, like, $150 million, right? So if that ain't enough... The other owner was Ian Hunt, Hunt of the Hunts, Forbes, like richest families, like, mm. you know, funded Northwestern, old money, cotton gin money. You understand what I'm saying? That type of shit. He was crazy. Like, yo, when you turn 20, when you're 18, you get a, you know, 250,000. When you turn 21, if you've done this, you get a million dollars, you start your life. That type of shit, bro. It was crazy. <laughs> and was, that's the story nuts. of Ruckus Records. Daddy, I want a golden exactly. goose. Is gonna lay golden I was waiting on that, Jay. <laughs> sounds like every record label post like in the 90s uh that's how all day with these rich fucking kids yeah. coming in like Yo, i'm about to make money on this shit uh, yeah we about to get yeah crazy bro i feel like correct was the uh the 
the preliminary raucous effort. I don't think on that. I one. don't know. I don't know about that either. I, I how? Can't. How? When, when do you think when did raucous come out? Raucous Nin- was ninety late nineties. Six ninety seven was the singles, and I think it was ninety nine when they first put out their very first album, which was the most deaf. But they had singles for a few years prior. Talking about singles, you this album in particular kind of introduced Black Attack and Problems mm-hmm. to to the world. So let let's make that segue. So we talked about this album shortly after this album. I don't actually, I don't know about shortly because ninety six, I think nine two thousand is when MIA dropped. No, nah, MIA uh-uh. MIA dropped before that. So MIA. did that solo album. Then we did, we did, yeah, we did MIA first, and Vic produced that too. That's crazy, right? BIC produced that. Was that like ninety eight, ninety nine, Jay? Well, Dre dropped. I think ninety eight. We Dre not dropped, Dre dropped this shit after us. Yeah, that, and that was ninety nine. So this was ninety eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 98, yeah. Probably started fucking with it and the whole idea of missing links in 97. And then, yeah, 98, that joint comes out. Exactly. Yeah, your ears run from one of the ruggedest raw MCs that ever blessed the mic device rhymes the law like Buster. You must have been sniffing that shit to think that you could fuck with me or any of the members of my clique for that matter. With your chitter chatter, make your body pause splatter. Send you an email bomb and erase your data. Now you're foolish, wondering how I do this. Simple and plain, I'm home with real niggas. It's lost in the loop. Yo, I chill you and yours and spit that sick on the noise. Got your boys losing boys, kicking stories like some toys with the kung fu grip. Don't trip, watch the cracker break your mother's fucking back. Flip script and watch me act like I'm legend. Got you pledging your religion to the three men, potent, cause we see men and make them all sons link shit. We come with tons, you can never see these ones, just our motherfucking guns. Yo, I gotta give love to uh to Fat Beats because they did missing in action. Vic for, you know what I'm saying, doing that beat and all that. But that was that Fat Beats started the whole shit. And Fat Beats actually had a better offer on the table for us, even more like power and all that shit. And I I made the dumbest. I made the mistake, man, of like picking the stimulated shit over the fucking fat beat shit, and I should have never done that shit. Why? Man. It was a bad move, bro. What is that? What is that? Can't see that. That is before uh, Black Attack and Problems were in your group. They were in a group called uh, SOP. SOP. Yeah, I produced a couple of records for them. SO. Who produced a couple of record forms? Yeah, I did, man. Uh, this is their first demo. No, wait, 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 wait. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So wait, you you in New York? Yeah, man. I almost got them their big deal. I took them up to Burt Padell's office. Yo, I know you, bro. <laughs> I did a song. Me, Black, and Probs did a song together that was for the SOP album, bro. Yes, sir. We recorded Sterling and all that. You know Sterling Cagle. Oh, yeah. I Yo, I know who you are, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I occasionally talk to John and a few of the other guys. You know, they're all in their own world doing their own thing. But uh, yeah. Yo, that's crazy. Yo, it all comes full circle. So it's crazy. That's crazy. Yo, that's crazy, bro. At the time, I was DJing in all the clubs, but I still worked at Capitol Records. You had a studio or some shit, too, bro. Yeah, yeah, downtown in the uh, West Village. Downtown West Village, that's crazy. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Yo, Small that's world. crazy. Small world. Wait you never know. Black, this shit, Black and Prowl's gonna bug the fuck out, bro. Yeah, it's nuts, man. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's full circle, man, connecting the dots. Connecting the dots, man.
See? That's nuts. You didn't That's expect nuts. this. You know, nah, I didn't expect that at all. It's nah. crazy though, because this dude has a certain like vibe or some shit, and it's like it was sort of—I'm not gonna say familiar, but it was like I don't know. And recognize so him? Say, yeah, I don't know, man. It's bogged out. So now him saying who he is and all of this shit is like, oh wait a minute. Now that's why I felt some type of way right there. Money is the dude. Well, I love that joint that me black. That that's what made us know we had chemistry, King. When we did that joint, that shit called um uh, you can't talk to me, hear me, or see me physically, mentally. Yo, we killed that joint, bro. Yeah, when I met those guys, it was like there were three of them at the time, maybe four, that just had crazy potential. You know what's crazy though? SOP, you would think that, like, they, it's people that know them, that group overseas and shit. Like, when oh, me and Black yeah, and Carl used to tour as Missing Links, people would be like, yo, you were in SOP before. And I'm mean, like, yo, how the fuck you know that? No, nah, I love this record, saying shit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, crazy, bro. They made a mark with them, bro. That's crazy. While you guys were discussing, I confirmed 1998 was a single for MIA and the B sides produced by Necro, which is your first. First joint, which was uh, Lock D. So take us back to MIA. You decided to go with the bigger, more established label, Loud Records, they're coming off of. Nah, I decided to go with Dante because I was sold. My man, Dagan Ryan, love him, my little dude. He ain't a little dude no more, though, but that's my man. Dagan was like, yo, Dante got a deal with Loud. It's called Stimulated. Yo, y'all going to be his next three-man group. Y'all gonna follow in line with brand new beings, leaders of the new school, and now y'all. Blah, la, 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 y'all don't work videos, money, blah, da, 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 da. So I was like, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, man. I drank the Kool-Aid, man. I was, we should have stayed with Loud, took that hundred thou, took that label imprint, and just killed shit. You understand what I'm saying? But like I said, I was not thinking, bro. Just thinking about that. Yo, nah, fuck that. I'm going to go with Dante. Yo, they going to pump us. Yo, we going on tour. Bitches. Uh, uh. Tell me. Stupid. No. And it was the opposite. They didn't pump it. Opposite. They didn't, didn't promote pump the single it. at all. No video. Nothing. Like, bro, how you get that EP? You don't do no video. We coming off of Missing in Action. What? And then we brought Dante a bunch of songs that we did in Europe. And one of the, um, uh, me and my men's was one of them. Because we wanted to like, like, yo, we going to give these niggas some different shit. Because our whole yeah. thing is we the missing link between radio and underground. Like, we that, 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 that middle ground between all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Great name. And he was like, yo, he was, Dante didn't see it. Dante was dealing with, to his credit, he was fucking dealing with the Santana album. And he was dealing with um, Eric, you know, doing that Whitey Ford Sings the yeah. Blues shit. So his mind wasn't on. The label was like dressing for him. The shit where he was coming in and getting, you know, wood-faced Rolex gifts from Santana, Carlos Santana, that was what that was, was like he was really excited about. Dante was never at the late office. Never at the label. It was M's and Dagan all the time. It was never no type of like, yo, sign them checks. Yo, y'all go do this. Y'all do that. It was nothing, bro. It was good. It kept us going. Yeah. But it was like, that was a waste of a, of a fucking joint. You had Prodigy on the remix. Love it wasn't it. even worked. Like, four people know about the remix. Prodigy was like, yo, I remember seeing him after that. Yeah, that's crazy. Four people. I remember seeing him. And he was like, yo, what's up, man? Yo, tell Dante to go ahead and put that joint out, man. And Alchemist did the beat when he was just, like, he was 
Baby Alchemist. On fire right there. Yeah, I always tell these guys a story, man. I met Alchemist at uh, SOBs at the Dilated People uh, opening uh, release party for their first album. And um, he gave me his number, and uh, he wanted to link up. And I'm like, oh, man, who's this white dude? <laughs> and the kicker is I never called him. And years later, man, he became who he became. So uh, yeah, I wish I still had that piece of paper because I used to save all like little things like that and put it in a box, you know, like a time capsule. But uh, it was what it was, man. Alchemical. Yeah, man. He lay, But you know what I'm telling you? That, that song, the reason we did that song is Alchemist had given us a beat and then he took that shit back. And, gave, and Vic did the same shit on that album. Like, he gave us a beat for the album. He took it back. He gave it to Inspector Deck because Inspector Deck heard it. And that was the one he wanted. You know what I'm saying? And then Alchemist did the same thing. I forgot who he gave out. He does it to everybody, shit. though. So, did so he do that shit to Raskin? This, Rask. yeah. this happened he's, a lot. He's known to uh, take beats and, and, and... Yeah, like, he gave yeah. him. Like, we was like, yo, now nah, we want that. Ah, we writing song to him. Next thing you know, like, yo, Alchemist, whatever, whatever. He let such and such hit the beat. They want it. Like, my nigga, like, yo, y'all, y'all, y'all wildin'. Like, nah, bro, we gonna be about to make fire with that. Shit it on us. So to make it up to us, he did the Family Ties remix, and he was like, yo, I'm going to bring P, whatever, whatever, whoop, whoop, whoop. And yeah, I love that joint, man. P killed that. It's like P's rhyming on it because his fucking hook is eight fucking bars and shit. He <laughs> kills great, that shit, man. Remix, man. The beat is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, crazy. Freddie Fox that. is on the, the OG version, right? Freddie was on the original version. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was ill getting him to do, because I did like a, a reference track for him for the hook. I did the hook. And I wanted his voice on it. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, he's crazy. He came to the studio with the two guns, the whole, like, the myths, you know, the legends are true. He really is moves like that. You know what I'm saying? Hosted up the whole shit. His pops was really that So he's really a scary guy. He's really a scary guy. He would be scary to, yeah, to a lot of people. That's the whole thing. We we met him under different circumstances. We was cooling with So when he came, he wasn't trying to intimidate us. That's just how he moves. Yeah. You know, that's just how he moves. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not changing up. I'm not here to nothing with y'all because our relationship was crazy. I coached him on how doing the hook. The interaction was lovely. You know what I mean? But he is, you know, all of that type of stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Definitely. He's a good dude. So two years later, you link up with Necro again and you put out Feel This Shit and Black Nasty Motherfucker. <laughs> I want to hear some Necro stories for real. You got to tell us some Necro stories. Man, this this dude is, this guy is like Necro a comic is book. Nuts, man. A comic Necro book. Is nuts. Dude, have you seen that chick that like posts pictures of her eating toilet paper on his fucking IG page and shit? Oh, nah, nah. Uh, dude, he's got some fucked up fans, man. <laughs> nah, Necro's my man. Y'all haven't seen him in a while, man, but that'll always be my dude, man. Like, we, you know. We we worked together. We recorded different joints together. Um, I'm, I'm a crazy. I'm a fan of his. You know, he's nuts. I'm, I'm a big fan of his shit. He is nuts. Yeah, Better you with Satan. Yeah, he he's a bug. Necro's <laughs> the type of dude. Yo, look, we when we first meet him, whatever we did the 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 I forgot who the fuck. Maybe Dagan introduced us to him. Yeah, because Dagan was A and R in the album, the EP and shit. So whatever, like, yo, this kid got crazy beats, plays us the beats, oh, nah, money's nice, he's nice, he got crazy shit. So we picked the um the B-side to, what was that, the B-side to um the first Lock, single? Yeah, Lock D. 
Yeah, locked down that beat. I yeah, I went in on that on the bars. I love that joint, bro. Oh man, yo. So meet him, whatever, whatever. We record, we work. Ah, oh, nah, money's cool. He's bugged out though, cause you know what I'm saying. He's much younger. This is a minute ago, bro. And he, he's mad young. He's already younger than us. You know, I, I knew he had like, oh shit, I'm fucking with these dudes. I know this dude from the Beat Nuts right here. Yo, these are the guys that made MIA and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like stepping my game up with like, you know what I mean? Who I'm fucking with and all that. We cool, everything, everything. Next time I see Necro, I'm on Broadway. Yo, he's walking the streets with like a machete and shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's living like, it. My he's living man. it. Nah, he's living he, it. Yo, yo, listen, I'm like, yo, Necro. What's good though, my dude? Like, why? What are you? Nah, yo, it's some dudes. Last time I was down here, and he talks away. None of that shit is an act, bro. None of that oh, shit he is lives act. in that world. Nah, Necro and his brother grew up around in a in, in a project. Like they were a few. You know, I think he's Polish. What is Necro? Polish, right? No, he's, he's Jewish. He's he's Jewish. He's from Canarsie Projects. He and Bill both, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's his brother. Bill Ill Bill is his brother. Yeah. That, yeah. That's another crazy ill dude. Nah, they bugged out. I've done shit with them, shows with them, moved around with them, did songs with them, with ill, ill in them. You know what I'm saying? That's, that shit is called... Um, well, nonfiction. Nonfiction. Yeah, yeah, nonfiction. Yeah, nonfiction. Nonfiction. Those are my dudes, man. Bill used to always say that his brother had some crazy shit because I used to play Bill a lot of my production. And he used to always be like, yo, man, you got some of that crazy cinematic shit. You know, my brother's into the same stuff. Like he'll kill you type of a shit, and I'm like, I know. Y'all never seen his movie? The movie he did back in the day? What movie? Yo, bro, listen. I'm I'm about to DM him, bro. I'm about to DM him, ask him if that <laughs> shit is like, where can you see that shit? Yo, this is that's the shit that really blew him up, bro. With everybody like with the community starting out of New York and all that shit. When he did that little movie, you gotta see that shit, bro. I saw the nah, video. Him and G-Rap had like a, like a promo during, I guess they dropped the album a few years ago. He's eating spaghetti with them. Oh, like I love that, man. That shit was hysterical. Oh, it, was, it was depressing as shit. It was like he was being held hostage. Yeah, like, yeah Ron Bronson. <laughs> Damn, where is this sh I got to look this shit up, man. So around this time, your old crew were still doing their thing. They had a few albums, Stone Crazy, Massacre. They had, like, they had some big hits. Off the books, huge. Off the yeah, books. Is big. Uh, watch out now, huge. Yeah, big. Uh, Very yeah. big, everywhere. Played baseball games. Derek Jeter's going to bat. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Uh, yeah. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. yeah, crazy, bro. You guys linked up. I don't know if this was intentional or indirect, but Babu put you guys on this cut, and this is one of the hardest joints. I was just listening to that shit the other day. That's my word. I was with my wife. We were sitting down. I was like, I was playing her shit that I like and telling her the story, what happened that day. I'm not going to share it with y'all. It's like too much. Not too long. It's just like uh, more of the bullshit. At least tell us this. So, so duck season is what we're talking about, which is all right, of Babu. Oh, my man, Babu shouts. Sick. So you, you killed it. Now, there was a lot of, like, speculation, but, you know, you guys coming together again a few years later, um, was that something you knew that was going to happen? Like, what, were you guys all uh, in this, like, cohesive, or was oh, it Oh, like we was about to do an album together, man. Really? We was about to do an album together. We fuck. It's after um, Take It or Squeeze It. 
we done been on tour, we done did shit or whatever, whatever, yep. and Les and I go and secure a deal. It, it was one of those labels. I, I don't even know if they're around anymore, but it was one of those raucous nature sound type of joints. They had money. We were there. It was like, yo, and the name of the album was going to be Intoxicated Demons again or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But it, we were calling ourselves, not the B-Nuts, we were calling ourselves Intoxicated Demons. Great name. That was going to be the name of the group. You know what I'm saying? So it what didn't have to do with the B-Nuts. It was going to be some different energy. Yo, we recorded songs. It, it was like about to happen. And then you and I, shit was boiling up. Not on my side. But Jew's side, like, uh, just for instance, we go on tour and, like, I'm a performer, bro. It's just bottom line. It's been that way since the beginning. I'm the one that's going to talk. Like I told you, alpha male, I'm going to be in front. Yo, whatever, whatever, I'm going to do that shit. And I didn't stop. And when I went on tour with them, even though I was only on for a segment, you know what I'm saying? When we, like, did a little uh, uh, bunch of our songs together, I still was like, you know, Whatever. So that shit had been building up, me pulling the chicks on tour and girls on the buses and all that type of shit. It was like, yo, my nigga, you you riding our shit right now. You riding our coattails right now. You're not supposed to be acting like you a star, nigga. Like, that's already done. Like, we did all the big shit. Like, you got some shit under your belt, but we did the big shit, though. You know what I'm saying? So act accordingly. And Juju and I got into it one day over some dumb shit, bro. I mean, some dumb shit. I couldn't even believe it was going down. And that deaded the whole shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell you songs on the album after Take It or Squeeze It, that songs that we had done together. And I think Probs is on that album. Um, my, my, my boys, The Raw Codics is on that album. Um, oh, Butter and, and, yeah, Raw Codics. Those, that was my group. Those, those dudes is on... Um, is on my um, God Connections album. They, that's the yeah. pictures. Probs, Les, Butter, and Jeff, Rockotics. That was that was the God Connection. You know what I'm saying? They had some dope 12 inches back in the day. I had a few of them myself. Yeah. yeah. Those are the Sun Suns yeah, right the, there. Uh, I think they sampled Portishead. It was like their big hit. We were talking about how Juju was pretty much like, listen, you're getting a little bit too big for your britches here. You're the third of the trio. Stop acting like Frank Sinatra. Exactly, 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 exactly. And I only saw it from my side at that time, like, yo, my nigga, yo, you bugging. Ah, but then after, I, me and Vic was just talking about this. I was saying, yo, I'm a better person because I could see shit like that. And I learned how to deal in those situations. If I ever come across it, I'll be in, you know, in that, again, anything like that. You know, don't always be, let somebody else be. You know what I'm saying? Are you and Jew cool now? You and Jerry cool now? Listen, I'm always, 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 always have love. You understand what I'm saying? We don't talk like that. I always, I ask about them all the time. We have mutual, you know, especially one, you know, mutual and, uh, you know, yo, how he doing? Yo, he's chilling. Word, he's all right. Cool, cool, cool. I don't know if he asks about me. He could. I don't ask if he asks about me or none of that shit. But I'm going to always have love and respect. There's always, there will always be that reverence, you know, for the opportunity, man. When was the last time you guys uh, broke bread? <sighs> like, right now, since all of that shit happened, and you talking about that's like 20 years. That's like, years, that's like 2001. Yeah, when everything stopped, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh one. Well, the good news is you got a lot of material in the vault if you guys ever uh, decide to put it out. No, nah, uh, we yo, we did shit like 
Oh, man, I'll let you see if he tells y'all what happened when we started doing the album, too, because some other shit happened. We had put up all our own money to pay to go to the studio, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to record, like, five joints, and it was this whole thing was supposed to happen with it, and we did, like, the first three, four. We was doing, about to do the fifth one. or Maybe we did all of them at, on, on one crazy session uh, with Chris Conway and shit at the old Chung King. Mm, I used to work there, man. I used to love that spot. Yeah. The old Chung King in the B room, like not even when you go down to your left to the big rooms, it was like to your back. Like it was called the gorilla room. I think. Yeah. That's the SSL room, the small room. Yeah. 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 Small joint. You know what I'm saying? Little lounge outside the door or across the hall from it. But you know, cool. Like we love the sound. We was working with Chris. It was in Chung King. The energy was crazy, but you, Takes one of the songs, and I think it was fucking, um, he's selling a beat to L.A. Rappers, Early Twos, Jurassic 5 or something like that. I think it was Jurassic 5. He lets them hear a bunch of beats, and they hear that beat. And I'm like, me and Les were like, yo, why would you even put that beat on? He was like, yo, they heard it, they wanted it, it's going to be one of their singles, and uh, I sold it to them, yo. <laughs> I was like, yo, but we paid to do that song as a song. Like, come on, we about to do something. So that pulled the rug, and that's what started the thing. Then after the other shit happened, it was over. Take us to now. So we, we went over everything, but more importantly, what what are you doing now? What what can people expect these days? Listen, I uh I always have this thing, like, and and I'll tell y'all one part of it, what drives me, right? to do what I'm in the process of actually doing right now. I got this thing where, I, like, I got to end shit on my terms. You know, it, it can't be like somebody else. You know, I'm that boxer that's like, no, fuck that. I'm going to get knocked out, and that's how I'm going to end my career. I don't care, motherfucker. Like, I'm going out on my last leg. Now, not to that extent, like, I feel it's a last leg, but I feel like the this, this album that I just, that I'm in the process of putting together, is like 100% me with no type of inhibitions, not worried about who's... I'm just at that point in my life where I can put this music out, where I don't care what nobody thinks about it. It, 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 You know, it's not for any type of uh, anything except for me to get this shit out of me. You know what I'm saying? I've been wanting to do a joint for a minute, but it was like family. I'm working. I went through mad shit over like the last 13 years, man. Getting married, like being a responsible dad. I have a a shitload of children. You know, being a blue collar worker and just going to get a fucking job, you know, and working my way from a temp to a warehouse manager, making X amount of dollars and a printer and all types of shit. I did crazy shit, bro. Crazy shit in these last like... Yeah, real life shit. And I had somebody tell me, um, my man, Rob Swift, from because, you know, I speak to him. He's, you know, Queens alum, uh, you know, one of my dudes. Y'all know who Rob Swift is. Of course, right? of course. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, he was like, yo, Tariq, man, like, listen, what you did, he said, like, I have mad respect for that, bro, because I was telling him all the shit that I had been going through, like, before I'm, like, coming back and, like, doing this. He's like, yo, where the fuck you been? Whatever. It's like, yo, that's crazy that you went through that. I don't even know dudes that would go get jobs like that and go to a tent and work. He said, number one, their ego and their pride would fuck with them too much. 
You understand what I'm saying? And then it's like, yo, they not used to that shit. They whole lives, they've been, you know, just, hey, I live off these check to this, to this, and, you know, money, and I go on tour and I sell merchandise. That's what they're used to. They're not used to going to get that weekly and this and having motherfucking uh, uh, health insurance and, you know, all of this type of shit. So I went through that shit hard body, bro. But it was like, it made me get to that point where a lot of shit I wanted to do even before I was like professionally doing this shit, when I was in my groups in North Carolina and rhyming in Queens with other groups and being around LL and G rap as a kid. And, you know, like my, we all in the same age range and shit, but you know, being around all types of shit like that is all the shit that I went through. It made me be like, yo, fuck it. And yo, check this out. This is what even makes it more crazy. I just was hospitalized. I had the coronavirus, bro. Oh, shit. Whoa. You did? Was fucked up. Like, listen, oh. was on some shit in the hospital. And I tell people with no exaggeration, no hyperbole, I thought I was dead. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Wow. I'm going to die in this fucking room by myself. And I'm only 50 years old. My grandkid, like, yo, I'm not going to see y'all. I was bugging. And then it was some shit that kicked in. Like, yo, no, fuck that. This is not your story, bro. Do your fucking shit. Like, do your shit. Not dying now. It was crazy, bro. It was crazy. I'm talking about a fever for two weeks straight. Wow. To the point where, look, pneumonia in my lungs, can't breathe, shallow breaths. Like, it was nuts. Mm. It was nuts. It was nuts. It was Thank nuts. Thank God you pulled through, man. And you... You look and sound great now, so yeah, yeah. That's why you. I said I gotta do. Yeah, thank you, man. Was that a month ago? This just happened, man. I think the day I re- was released from the hospital was April 9th. Man, April scary. 9th, I got out, and I was scary. in there from that Saturday, which was the fourth, and then got released on the ninth. Wow! So you had it right when it was the like spiking. You're lucky you were able to get treated. No, and bro, have, uh, the listening. service and everything. Yeah, it's meant to happen, bro. Yeah meant to happen like good fortune like you know what i'm saying good fortune because it gave me a smack in the face because i've been down here on some guy get this money shit my businesses and all the shit i'm doing down here like you know what i mean uh working for myself all of that shit i went through before sharpened me up so that i could do this you know what i'm saying but that shit going through that made me be like yo you know what get that shit out of you bro you see what just almost happened? You would have been gone and there would have been all these producers and people that have been fucking with you since August of 18 to do this shit. Like, damn, we was about to. Yo, this would have been dope. And eh, eh, eh. Nah, fuck that. Yeah, but you just got to turn it around and, uh, you know, make it pave the way for you, man, you know? That's the of next- course, I'm on it. I'm on it. And it's this resurgence of like the golden ever you know rappers i all my contemporaries i see these dudes talking to my man um l from artifacts you know sadat like yo what y'all doing yo we out here yo we making albums you better get out here and get this money yeah. you know what i'm saying hit, hit the get, sell these joints you know plus the internet with all of this fucking you know it makes it so much easier i don't have to distribute to stores and all that shit. I upload some fucking songs and, and it's on yeah, yeah that's crazy bro there is a huge market for this particular sound from the nineties and this era that we're talking about, there's, right. there's a huge market for this. And, um, that's, that's our world. That's Univ- our world. And universal. It's not just restricted to one region. I mean, you have people in Europe in Asia, they want, they want to hear this. So mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy that an album from 26 years ago kind of brought us to, to this today. And, uh, it's a remarkable album. 
like uh, I think I speak for everybody here, and it's, it's my brother. Thank you very much. I'm extremely humbled. I am. <laughs> I bow down to the love you have for the project and for the product. <laughs> and I, yes, my brother. Thank you so much. I, it's 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 tough for me. I just learned how to take compliments and shit like that not too long ago. Well, I think I would the always biggest, deflect. So the biggest compliment is that your album came out along with Nas, Big, Common, Outcast, you know, Grave Diggers, Red Man, and we're still talking about it. I mean, it's among the best. It is a, it is not a three and a half mic album. Like no, this. no. Let me ask you this question: What is your favorite Nirvana song? Oh, wow! As soon as you say that, I hear "Rape Me." I hear "Come as You Are." Like I. Those songs just have some shit for me. Yeah, those two albums. Like, I don't really like the first first joint that they did before that album. Teen Spirit. Yeah, but there's an album before that, like an EP or some shit. There's something before the teens, the album that Teen Spirit and all that shit is on. Um, so I really didn't know that one. But the next two, though, oh, my God, bro. But I think Come As You Are, Raid Me is, I mean, Teen Spirit is fucking nuts, though, bro. Like, I used to play, I turned the whole city of black urban kids onto that type of music, man. There's a whole bunch of people in my age range, like my age and like five to seven years younger. That'll be like, yo, I remember when Chone brought that shit to P-Skill, that fucking Nirvana and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Portishead (laughs) and fucking Jane's Addiction. Like, what? Hell yeah. Jane's Addiction might have been my favorite group, though, bro. Hell yeah. That was my college DJ uh, heydays, man. Juan's Addiction. Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins has some shit. Mm -hmm. They had some shit. Fucking Homeboy has some shit. Fucking, um... Dude, um, Manson. Ma- yeah, exactly. But nothing, nothing. I miss Portishead. I miss, you know, I miss Tricky. I miss that 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 small little window where they used hip hop on a real slow kind of groove, real moody. You know, they were sampling shit that hip hop dudes weren't even on yet because that first Portishead album. I mean, they were hitting Isaac Hayes. That mad people were bugging on that shit, man. I didn't even know that album. It's like Jew and all of these dudes, beat diggers. I remember, you know, I think Large Poe, something, bunch of these dudes. Yeah, was like, yo, y'all. I, 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 I'm like, what is this shit? Let me hear this shit, man. Yo, you watch some of those old Portishead videos, man. They are a trip, man. Really out there. Yeah, no, nah, they were hard. They were hard. Yeah, I got to tell you, we, when we were kicking around, uh, we uh, the idea of doing this this topic tonight, this first time we've done this in 65 episodes, um, we made a list amongst each other of albums that we consider maybe underappreciated jewels. Like, which ones could we break down that people will go, oh, yeah, that one. And this was a unanimous pick. That's crazy, bro. Unanimous. <laughs> That's crazy. You're not blowing, right? I'm, no, I'm just, I'm thinking. I'm thinking you probably finger bang like Shannon to like in bloom or come as you are. That's, that's kind of what I'm. <laughs> but um, yo, he's crazy. Cool fast man. I've always, I've always been a fan. I've always thought you had such cool style. Your voice. You had such a command. You still do. I'm talking like you're dead, but. Although you, you uh, no, 
But uh, your cadence, your, de- your delivery, the demand, you command people's attention. And I really, truly appreciate uh, you giving us your time. And I, I'm really looking forward to what you have in store next. And um, yeah. great interview, too. You're a great interview, yeah. man. Appreciate the energy, the stories, the energy, man. Much appreciated. You don't always get that. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man, keep in touch, man. All of y'all be easy, man. We'll do it. Thanks, bro. Take care, man. See you. Yeah, yeah, peace, peace. Now tell me how to turn this shit off. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all, check it out, man. You talking to the artist formerly known as you listening to. He ain't talking to. You about to listen to. The artist formerly known as Fashion. Here with the Take It Personal Radio doing a little Beat Nuts album review, man. A classic, man. I hope y'all enjoy this shit. Hey, yo, it's the Street Level album, man. I want to see... Uh, how much you love it. Hey, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to go to TakeItPersonalRadio.com and check out all of our other previous episodes, like our DJ premiere and Pete Rock tributes, West Coast Classics, the Crossover Series, or even Respect the Architects. Our website also has a store, oh yeah, where you can cop the latest teas, coffee mugs, and even face masks. And if you really want to show your support, click on the Patreon icon and become a member. Thanks again from all of us here at Take It Personal Radio.